BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey. You know what? Normally I do the hey into my phone, but since we're doing this show Thursday for it to drop tomorrow, Friday, there might not be any hey. So I did it live. And guess who's not here for the first time ever? And it was not his fault. He's always so pliable. You can you do the show Tuesday? Sometimes we do it Wednesday. We've been moving it around a lot lately, but Jake Adams is not here. I'm at the wheel of the soundboard. Look out, everybody. But I'm in an awesome mood. And uh, we'll give him a chance to say hello in a second. But we're doing an anniversary show. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Let's start the show. You know what? Let's start it out with this. You'll like this even better. Daniel Kino's here. Daniel, you did say you love this song, I right? love that Elvis song. Because yes. we were all singing it in the car. I, yeah, in Santa Barbara. And I love this song. It's, it's, and then Joe does this. This is my theme. He's an author too. He's an author. Shut the fuck up. It will sure do you good to listen to the Todd Glass Show. Spokesperson. But dental officer. I'm in a great mood. I look at the time to see if the show is an hour or two or three. <laughs> Don't forget Tom Martin. He needs to hear his name. Come on, these other shows have got to stop. It will sure do you good to listen to the Todd Glass Show. That was, um, 
I'm like the warm up guy. Jungle Joe, is that is that who did that? That's crazy in here tonight. We actually do have a pretty good crowd in here tonight because let me tell you something, Daniel. Very excited. We have an anniversary show coming up. Uh-huh. Three years. And Jingle Joe's going to be here. Lynn's going to be here. I don't want to say who else is going to be here. because mm-hmm. I don't, But, it, but I, am, I cannot believe that every... Well, yeah, you know, I'll say it. Every single person is coming back. Chris Burden's going to be here. Sensitive's going to be here. Lynn's going to be here. Mm-hmm. Joe's going to be here. Um, of course, Aristotle will be here because I want it that way. And, J- <laughs> and Jake is going to be here because I want them to experience the love of everyone's back together. Right. But you... We'll be out of town. You will be out of town. So I'm like, tonight is the anniversary show. It's a two-part anniversary show. And tonight is the first part of our anniversary show. And mm-hmm. that's why we're doing it on Thursday, because you couldn't do it on Tuesday or Wednesday. That's true. So I'm very happy that you're here. I really am very... Let me, let me great prove... great to see you. It's great to see you. So let's get some of the business out of the way. And... Uh, what, what? Oh, yeah, no, I got some business, Todd. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really reminds me of what you're talking about when you say What business. reminds you? you? Say, no, what you reminds you? What do we say? No, business reminds me. Business is Eddie Pepitone. He's got a comedy special coming out next week. What, what did we ruins? You said business. No, what so, did we say that reminded you of that? Oh no, you said business, and Eddie is into. He's very much into business, and you know, hey, things like that. Right. That doesn't. Okay, maybe not but business. Okay. But like I'm glad Eddie has a special though. Please don't. I, he's pushing it. That does. I don't know how. I don't want to get into it because. But I don't know how what we were talking about reminded you of the Eddie Pepitone. The word business. I don't know why. It just a bit. All right. All right. Well, that's okay. That's okay. No, don't be sorry. No, By the way, no. wait do you see Eddie Pepitone special. I don't mind you mention it because it is great. But let's move on where, here. Where did he film? I don't. How did that remind him? I don't know. I think he's just. Because you know what I think happened, Daniel, between me and you? He calls me today. Boy, I really I miss hanging out at your podcast. And then he comes on here today. and I, I think he owes Eddie Pepitone money. <laughs> well, yeah, I caught him making out at the improv bathroom. All right, listen. <laughs> I want to say, let me, let me go nice and slow. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the same thing. Shh. What, do you have an iced tea over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, listen. Um... <laughs> I, I had the best time uh-huh. at Where? Comedy Cabaret in Bucks County with everybody that comes to the show. Maybe this is weird I'm saying this, and I've said it before. They're who I want them to be. Mm-hmm. They're kind. They're gentle. They're funny. They're silly. We hung out downstairs at the restaurant. Upstairs is the comedy club, and downstairs is Poco's. We all hung out down there. A lot of us went to Wawa. Afterwards, and we got sandwiches. And I was like, I'm fucking in my glory. You know why? Making new friends is fun. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like high school. Yeah. It's like high school. And it was just great. It was just great. Everybody that went to the show. My nephew, Tyler, because I remember thinking, he'll be old enough one day to come to my shows. His friends were there. They're like, we're friends with your nephew, Tyler. I'm like, you are? How old is he? My nephew is probably 23. And then we're like, he's almost too old to hang out with you. Well, I love... <laughs> oh, you're funny, Daniel. You really are. You really are. I'm not joking around. Daniel <laughs> Kino. <laughs> okay, listen. I'm running the board, everybody. Watch out, motherfuckers. Um, so Pocos and everybody that came to the show. You know what I don't want to do is I don't want to be combative. I don't want to make fun of you because last time I, I was on... What happened? Remember, Tom Martin said I was very combative, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that. 
Let me tell you something. I, I know you, you love 23 me. 23 years old, you can hang out with 23-year-olds. Yeah. It's no, fine. no, you can't tell you the truth. The reason, I love hanging out with every age of people. Yes. I love the people my age I hang out with, three of them. True. Uh, Eddie Pepitone, Brian Regan, and maybe one of them. And my parents. And then your parents. And then my be- <laughs> And I think I hung out with some. So, but, but the reason that the, the young people are fun to hang out with, first of all, I love eclectic groups. I love when there's every age. Yes. That's why I love doing stand-up comedy, because you hang out with people your own age. You hang out with a new comedian who's 20. You hang out with someone who's 25. Blake Wexler, and he hates this. He's old. Yeah. Well, he's embarrassed because he's like not so young anymore. It eats it eats his heart out. Twenty five, move away. I need you know that dates me. <laughs> anyway, you know Blake Wexler when he hears his name, he has a special radio in his room. Boop 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 boop. He wakes up in the middle of the night, puts on his uh, pajamas, and he runs out to Podcast Central. And he. <laughs> And then what did you do there? Okay, so let me explain who's here. I don't know. I didn't think it through. So, so today is 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 is, for, is this is our one year anniversary show. We have a, we have an three intro year three year two. Sure, this is this is just like the first episode that yes. you and I and did, you, and you were in on the it. basement of a of a rundown. <laughs> you try to make a it. rundown basement. <laughs> Right, we had of a basement of a rundown basement. That reminds me that uh, yeah, Eddie Pepitone got his start in a rundown basement, and his special is available on uh, Netflix next week. Uh, oh, right. How does that? It's, it's, how does that remind? Seriously, between me and you, what, what, what were we talking about? I mean, I guess what I, were we talking? About? We were talking about basements. And then how's that remind him of Eddie? Pepitone's I was making a special? joke about. All right, move on, move on, because that's ridiculous. I don't even want to deal with him. Anyway. Um. So let me let me get through this stuff really quick. So here's who's here today. Nick is here. Nick is over there, which we're going to talk about his grandmother, who goes to restaurants and makes people or wipe her shoes off. You think, how could you possibly like someone who does that? Later, you'll find out. Once I heard the details of how she did it, I didn't dislike okay. her. So, um, of course, um, Steve Fine Arts is here. And uh, I think I've said this before, but I will say it again. Even though I think that's weird that you, you have to think that reminds you of something. Eddie Pep, wait till you see the Eddie Pepitone Hour special. You know how people go, oh, don't overset it up. No. Overset it up. Steve, you know nothing? Gonna... You don't want to pipe in on this? He actually mentioned the special. <laughs> no, no. That doesn't remind you of the special? <laughs> no, no. He goes, that doesn't, for some reason, that doesn't <laughs> that, do it. It does nothing not for me. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. It is art. And it is. Where, wait, was, wait, where was the shot? I, who cares? I got to move on. <laughs> but anyway, um, and Aristotle's here. My friend Greg is here. How you doing, Greg? Good. Greg, it's good to see you. Nick's here, and Aristotle's here. I couldn't be happier. But let me get through some stuff. Number one, I am so excited that I am going to do. I'm not going to hold back on my excitement because for Say me, it, announce it. For me, this. I'm is, glad I I am here to share this moment with you. For me, this is. Look, I would love to do David Letterman, and I would, and and they were they were on my short list of shows when his last year to do David Letterman, but I didn't. I'm, I'm being totally genuine here. I didn't even think doing the Daily Show was 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 in my. I'd like to do Stern, and I'd like to do Letterman. That was my. I thought that I would probably do you know some of the other shows, mm-hmm. um, but I'm doing the Daily Show on the 28th of. Uh, of this month, mm-hmm. and I'm a little nervous. Yeah, but also the Carson Daily Show, the one that's on at two yeah. thirty a.m. <laughs> on NBC every third Saturday. Tenure. Oh no! What did Dur- you say during the leap year? <laughs> no, stop it! He knows when to be serious. That's our dog. <laughs> we have a dog on this show. Come here, come here. Uh, we. Oh, you didn't okay. know we have a dog. 
Uh, yeah. Todd, it is so, so impressive, and it's so cool that you're doing The Daily Show. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm ver- and here's what I thought about doing on the show. I uh, am very f- – you would say – you know how comedians are? You might not see each other for five years, but once you know each other, you know each other. You see each mm-hmm. other. If I see Jon Stewart at a, at a comedy festival, you get into the same room. Mm-hmm. It's like people listening know it's the same way with your friends that you went to high school with. You're just, you just have this connection. But I haven't seen him in a while. And one of the things that I thought, I don't know if I'll do this or not, but I would like to do it. When a friend of mine, when I went to the Montreal Comedy Festival on their 10-year anniversary, uh, got uh, John Stewart uh, took a poster and wrote something to him that was so personal. And he had it all. It wasn't just like John Stewart. It was like, you went to sleep. You missed the pizza. Blah, blah, blah. Went on and on and on and on. And then like Colin Quinn signed it and, and, and John Stewart signed it and Adam Sandler signed it. And he had this poster and he had it matted and framed. And when he went through a very bad divorce, she took it and, and, uh, and cr- crushed it. Crushed it? Yeah, sell she, it? No, she Just broke it and it? She, she destroyed it. And he really misses it. Oh, and I thought, know, I kind of want to know that story now. Well, you know what? That happens in divorces, and who knows? Maybe he was a prick too. You know? Yeah. But I don't. In all seriousness, I don't think he was in the situation. <laughs> I don't think he was perfect, but I don't think he deserved to have that happen to something that meant a lot to him. Um, and then I thought, what if the end of the show I told that story and I went, so let's do it all over again and get the poster, uh-huh. which I can get pre-order. I mm-hmm. can call the com- uh, They're all like call the same poster. The, call, the, um, call the festival and say, is there any way we can get an archive poster from the 10-year anniversary sure. and have him sign it? So that's something I thought about. All right, let me just well, go you slow. Could, you don't have – I think that's a wonderful idea, mm-hmm. and your friend would really appreciate that. But don't but waste my time on the show doing that. You can ask John before or after the show. Well, I wanted to be on the show. Oh. Well, no, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, because you because you, you want to do a nice thing for your friend, but also get the credit for it in front of the whole country. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so I'm very excited about it. Uh-huh. I'm very excited about Me doing too. that. Me too. Now it's great. You're going to be great. On. Pocos, The Daily Show. I said something a while back, and the only way to uh, look what I'm about to say right now, I'm a little bit apprehensive. But that doesn't mean I'm done learning. It means if you send me back something. But I talked to almost Dr. Kevin Sousa about this. Wait, is he still almost Dr.? Yeah, he's still almost Dr. Kevin Sousa. I don't even know if he's got a deg- ever getting a degree. I mean, this whole thing might be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to discourage him, but I heard he had business cards made that said almost Dr. Yeah. Kevin Sousa. So <laughs> I feel like he's committing to the title. It's the start of the pre-show, everybody. This is just Lynn doing a straight version. Oh, really? This is the actual song? Yeah. This is the show theme. Well, if you got a problem, don't care what it is. If you need a hand, I can assure you this, I can help. I've got two strong arms, I can help. Ladies and gentlemen, Todd Glass. It would sure do me good to do you good. Let me help. He's got a set of pipes on him. It's a fact that people get lonely. Oh, I love that song. That really, oh, that song. Oh, that song reminds me of Eddie Pepitone. No, it really does. No, that, you know, if he sings. You know, you've heard him do the Blue Collar song. You've heard him. He sings. Eddie Pepitone. Comedy mm. special, Netflix, next week. I do not. Well, that reminds him of it. Does this happen every week? Let's move on. So anyway, um, 
I got an email from someone. Now, by the way, I thought I went to defend this very well. You know, a long time ago, I decided I don't want to have uh, what they what they sloppily call uh, jo- fat fat jokes. You know, oh, that's so like 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 they're it's okay to make fun of people that are heavy. And I thought about it. I, I'm repeating this to you, Daniel, so you can be aboard with it. You know, uh, because I don't think uh, that you know other people that have you know look people that uh, overeat get it. It's it, you know they get it, and it's frustrating for them. And I don't think that they should be the laughing stock because I think a lot of people that laugh at them have their own vice, and just because that vice doesn't put weight on them, it doesn't mean it's not hurting them in their life. So I said, have a little empathy. What if what okay. your problem was? What if whatever, 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 whatever your problem was, put weight on you, so it was visual. Maybe you just lucked out, and your vice isn't as visual as theirs. Correct. Right, and I think there's truth to what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So this person tweeted me and texted me, texted me, tweeted me, and said, not everybody that overeats, it's a vice. Um, Sometimes there's just people with different body shapes. Now, the reason, I thought, let it go. Mm -hmm. I talked to Kevin about it. And he said, the reason to not let that go is because that's not true. And it's not fair to the person that wrote it. We're not talking about someone that's 10 pounds overweight or 20 pounds overweight. The more weight you put on, the more it is bad for your health. Mm-hmm. But you're not, it's not just a different body shape. So then I thought to myself, well, why am I saying this? Am I saying it to be cruel? Am I saying it to be mean? No. My point was that it is a vice and it is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And you probably do want to get a grip mm-hmm. on it. But until you get your grip on it, it's not open season for people to be mean and cruel to you. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't think it's fair if you're sitting in your house thinking, no, I'm okay. I wouldn't let a friend that, that I love dearly that had another vice that was bad for him say it. So who you Sam that tweeted that at me. Now, hey, for all I know, you'll maybe email me because you can get a little more and explain what you meant. But it sounded like you were saying, hey, it's not always a vice. Kevin said when you are extremely overweight, that is not healthy for you, and there are reasons for it. So – it's not okay to just go. Yeah, like it's it's okay. Like it's it's you know. I think I stated the way I felt. You need yeah, to. Yeah, we're, we're not we're not discussing somebody who is a you know um, a fashion industry's definition of beautiful no. versus versus a, a plus size model or a model or Melissa McCarthy even who's like considered to be you know which by, is which is by dis- this society standards you know heavy which is that disgusting is a, that that she has to consider right. her. but that yeah, is a different body type we're talking about a person who we're on the is same on a borderline page. of diabetes can't get off the couch right. eat, you know drinking seven up right. uh, first thing in the morning right we're not we're, that's what we're saying so and and it's not, and so 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 it's not fair to you for me to let you believe that. And if you feel differently, you can email me. You really can, and I will read it. But I just, you know what, I'm not, you know what, I will be honest with you. I thought when he tweeted that to me, I thought, I try to be kind and I try to be fair. You might be pushing it for your own well-being to just go, and plus, you know what mm-hmm. I do? I, it's, so, it's so, like, you're, you're so engaged with, with the people that follow you. Like if I read a tweet from somebody that I misunderstand or could be misunderstood, I just block it and move on. Well, can I tell you something? I'll block the person. I, I've learned a few things. This obviously, this gentleman named Sam is a good is a good person. 
I know. I know by the interactions right. we've had. And sometimes you, you could sort of. Yes, he's a good person. And he might be listening to this now going, oh, no, if I could only explain what I meant by that. I think I might have come pretty close. He might be listening now and going, no, there's just different body shapes. Mm. You know, but I asked Kevin about it. I'm like, he goes, well, that's not fair for him to believe that. And, and, and I stated the How's way Kevin I felt. doing? By Kevin's way. doing great. Love he's Kevin. all coked he's, up. Oh, no. Um, Nick's grandmother we'll talk about later. Um, one more thing, and then we're going to take a break. Already? Well, no, take a break and then start the show. This is the cold opening. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is just a cold opening. Um, you doing all right over there, Greg? Yeah. I always get Greg and Craig mixed up. Can I plug some dates, or does that happen yeah, after I've been you know funny? What? Do it. <laughs> Do it right now. Let's get it off your mind. Because once you get these dates off your mind... Next weekend, I will be in San Francisco at the Punchline, mm-hmm. um, August 14, 15, 16. I am... Um, the Punchline Comedy Club. I am with... Uh, I, I Who think are you with? Josh Blue. That'll be fun. Josh, Josh is a great guy. Yeah, Josh is a great guy. I've never met him, and I, um, I love that club, and I have a bunch of new jokes. So if you want to come out... Don't and, sound pathetic. Come on, watch me do new jokes, and then Josh Blue do his act. Jake. <laughs> Jake's not even here. I love it. I can yell at Jake. 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 Come All right. on. A- any other so dates? Rude. So you're going to be at the Punchline, the, one of the best well, that, clubs in the country. Yeah, but that's like that's next week. I mean, I have other dates, but... Plug, plug them all. Oh, yeah. I have... Uh, People I'm listening. Do, I'm, yeah, doing, yeah. I'm doing Vegas in September, and then I have... Uh, I, don't, I don't know the dates offhand. Right, well, I just primarily wanted to... Right, well, here's the, the last thing I'm going to say. The podcast drops. Tomorrow. And this, this, uh, I'm this... just going to keep trailing off. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have everything here. Pocos, Comedy Cabaret. You guys were great. We're going to end with this before we take a break. I think this is worth talking about. I really do. Well, do you know what you're going to wear on the Daily Show? A nice sundress. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Are you going to put on a suit? No. No, no. I, I, you know what? I sort of go with my standard. I have a, you know, black pair, a dark pair of Levi jeans, mm-hmm. pair of, you know, probably might get a new pair of shoes, mm-hmm. but uh, and then just a black shirt. It's sort of my standard. Just a button up. I'm like Johnny Cash. Yeah. There's a reason the I Johnny wear Cash black. Of comedy. Yeah, I'm the Johnny Cash of comedy. No, it's just, it's just, it's just it's good, simple. Actually. It's just simple. It feels right. I thought mm-hmm. about wearing a suit, but I'm not a That's suit not guy. You. No, I, it's tempting, it. and I think sometimes when someone wears a cool suit, it looks good. John Mulaney, like when he wears a suit, fuck. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. You know? So the reason I think it's important to read this letter is because I've said this a lot of times on the show in the past. Sometimes because in our circle of friends, we forget what it's like in the real world. That is not to dismiss the progress we've made. We have made shit tons of progress. But it's still important to be aware of what's going out in the real world. Uh, otherwise, you're not empathetic to a group of people. You're like, is it really still going on? Because you should be... We talked about this in the book, Daniel. And in, We? Yes. Well, because you helped me. <laughs> I don't, I don't d- defy that, um, deny that. In our social circles, you should be commended if you hang out in social circles that are advanced. Mm-hmm. But let it not put you out of touch with the real world. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to go, oh, we're not doing as much progress as you think. No, that's a tone that sounds catty. 
It's saying we have made progress. Young kids today, that's just a given. They're always more open-minded. They're always more... You know, you could be the comedian who says, kids today, but he does it in a proud way. <laughs> well, <laughs> believe me, that is... Complaining about them. That is me. Yeah, and I it's know. it's not fake. To George Carlin, it's not fake. I I'm know. fucking tired of hearing... Old fucking dumb people blaming kids. Kids today, aren't they amazing? Yeah, kids today, <laughs> aren't they fixing up all the shit that our generation <laughs> fucked up? <laughs> yeah, why don't you thank them, you pile of shit? Okay, what's in the letter? All right, listen. I'm going to let this letter breathe because I think it's worth it. Because there's some details in here that somebody might go, even, and I really mean this, even someone that's open-minded and caring and giving and loving never knows the details of like, I never realized that. Oh, that's a concern. So this is an email I got from an 18-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to let it breathe. It's going to take about a minute to read it, Mm -hmm. and I think it's worth it. Then we're going to address it. Because I was going to address him in an email, but once in a blue moon, I will email somebody back with a voice email. Because it's too hard to say it in an Like email. a memo. A memo. I'll send them a voice memo. Once in a mm-hmm. blue moon, I will send a voice memo back because it's, it's easier to, to say it. In this case, I'm going to read it on the podcast, and then we will acknowledge it, and then we're going to do one more thing, and then we're going to take a break. Okay, go ahead. Hello. I'm an 18-year-old kid from Rochester, New York. What? That, that already reminds me of New York. It reminds me of Eddie Pepitone. New York. I mean, he's from, he's from New York. You, you guys know that, right? Staten Island. So, yeah, oh. special's coming out next week. I just want you guys to know. Steve. I mean, oh, I'm my sad. God. No, no I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, Daniel, I got it. No. It's okay. That's not. That doesn't remind you of it. That's. Go ahead. Read the letter. This is so wrong. I know I'm a little late to the game, but I recently stumbled across your coming out podcast with Mark Marin and really appreciated a lot of the things you said. Since I was around 14, I think I knew I was gay but did everything in my power to fight it. I would date girls and convince myself over and over again that I liked them, even though I knew it was a lie. I died laughing when you talked about how, when you would jerk off, you would try to picture girls in the last 10 seconds before I literally did this exact same thing for years. More recently, mostly within the last couple months, I've really come to terms with myself and have accepted that I am gay. Although, like you, I cannot say it out loud. Pause it one second. Mm -hmm. That was a moment that I forgot, even me. So I don't mm-hmm. say with any sarcasm at all. Like, you forget. You get comfortable, even though mm-hmm. it was two years ago. You're like, I forgot about that being 19 years old. Just going, no, I'll be different. I'll be this. And then you come to, you're driving in the car, and you go, I'm fucking gay. Like, I don't, this is not a phase. You, like, you, fuck. You, you, had that, you had that moment? Yes. I remember thinking, like, you know you are. Like, this isn't changing. There's no talking yourself out of this. No. There's no amount of pussy that's going to bring you to the other side. <laughs> Go ahead. After crossing this barrier, the next hurdle is coming out to my friends and family. And I'm terrified. I know that my family will be ridiculously supportive of me. They're great about being accepting of everyone. The bigger problem is my friends. I've always surrounded myself with the sporty guys, the jocks or whatever, and I'm scared that once they know, they won't be able to act like themselves around me. It may sound rude or stupid, but I don't want to only have gay friends, of which I currently have none, a.k.a. no one to talk about all this. I want to be able to hug my best friend and make a sex joke with the buddy without him getting weirded out thinking about the shit I'm doing in the bedroom. Pause it. 
Mm-hmm. Again, I, I was going to let him read the whole letter, but I like it this way too because then I, when it's done, I've acknowledged everything. Again, uh, this guy, I, I said I wouldn't mention his name. Um, I, I read that and I went, oh my God, this guy's me. You know, it's like, and, and by the way, so are so many other kids. Mm-hmm. It, it was like, that was my exact crystal clear thought. Like, will I still make the jokes and will they get it? Will they get it? Like, I remember I wanted to tell everyone that I told was like, by the way, we've been friends for years. I'm not even attracted to you anymore. And that is the truth. You become mm-hmm. the brother syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to know that, like, you know, all my friends that, yes, maybe when I met them, I was attracted to them. And then after a while, I knew them for a while. Very short, you become like their brother. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like, yeah. I didn't want them to think they couldn't hug me. I didn't want them to think they couldn't make sex, you know, like jokes mm-hmm. with me. Here's the good news. Um, um, I could, well, per- I probably won't say his first name or second name, just, just so he's not paranoid. Mm-hmm. Um, you do. I, it's amazing that you do. And it feels so fucking good mm-hmm. when you realize that you do. They get it and they don't give a shit. Now, some might, I don't want to give false, but overwhelmingly, there's the ones you know that will be accepting and won't care. And then there's a lot of them that you thought would care, and they don't. And you, you're positive they don't. And so I'm trying to give you some positive hope here that I don't think... Well, yeah, like, remember you were worried about all your friends back in Philadelphia and, mm-hmm. like, some of the people that you grew up with, that some of the people that you perceived were, like, the, the tough, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, male sports teams, guy yeah. stuff. And they and then my friend Tommy Ryan who called me up and he goes, Ah, glass, you had a good run. Yeah. You, you know, didn't fool anybody. You had a good run, meaning you had a good run as a straight person. Yeah. And I love that. You had a good run. It's, it's and great. then when I come in, they're all the fucking same. You know? So I, you know, look, I don't know the circles social circles that you hang out in, uh, but his name is Sam. I don't think he cares if I give his first name. I, I th- let me let me see this here for a second. I want to make sure I'm referencing him right. Because I don't say where he's from, and it sounds a little more warm to uh, to reference him. I hate. Yeah, I let's, hope it let's, is. let's hear the rest of it. Yeah, oh. yeah. I don't know why. I think it's out of order. Oh. But hopefully, you'll figure it out if you get it. His name is Sam. So, Sam, I think that's something. Again, I don't know the social circles you hang out in. But by the way, just the fact that you're worried about that, I think there's a lot of people out there that go, "I never even thought about that." Mm-hmm. You know. So, go ahead. I'm 100% comfortable with myself at this point. I just hate lying and turning beet red when my uncles ask me if I have a girlfriend and when people try to set me up with some cute girl. I'm going to college in the fall, and I'm scared shitless of what I'm going to do. On the one hand, it provides a great opportunity to just start from scratch and be myself from the very beginning, but I highly doubt I will be able to work up the courage to be completely honest. I know you probably don't want all this dumped on you. I guess I just needed to vent or talk about shit that I can't really talk about with anyone I know. Thanks again for doing the, that podcast. I, okay, let me just see. I think that's the end of it. Oh, well, the, oh what, what? Like that's just the end of it. Yeah, because it seems... Okay, yeah, you don't need to read that part. <laughs> um, no, because it's, 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 it's... Believe me, it's not... It's, mm-hmm. uh, but, but anyway, you're, first of all, Sam, you're not dumping anything on me. You re-remind me... Of like, oh, yeah, you're thinking, yeah, and you're thinking like all the same stuff I thought of. And I will tell you this, because I don't, no one needs false hope. No one needs to be, you know, it's only going to make someone feel better if you're legitimate. I don't know if you'll have one or two friends that say it's okay, and then maybe they drift off to another direction. But I will tell you this, you were going to have some people that you thought were going to be okay with it and are 
absolutely okay with it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to also, like we're repeating what I said before, you're going to have some people that you didn't think were going to be with, all right with it and are absolutely all right with it. And those friendships are it's so... be a heartwarming surprise. so fucking heartwarming. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I think overwhelmingly it's going to be that, Sam. I really do. You're going to find that... The friendships that you have, I remember getting on, the, getting on an airplane and my friend John Long, who's an LAPD guy, called me. And I was a little nervous. I thought I'd let it go to voicemail. I thought, well, he's calling me. And I picked up. And he, he, he doesn't seem like he would say anything like that. You know, he's a, and he was like, he said the nicest thing. And I will be honest with you, I teared up. I was getting on the plane and I teared up. What did he say? Just something very nice. Tell me. It was just like, Todd, I don't... He goes, you know, I hope you know. It was one of those things that I heard a few times. Like, I don't give a fuck, and I feel bad that I even get to say I don't... I shouldn't get to weigh in on it, but Mm -hmm. I know that you were paranoid. Yeah. Like, and he goes, I don't give a fuck. You know, he's like, yeah, I don't... This is... This has nothing, you know... I don't even remember, but I remember thinking, like... Would he be all right with it? Like, you know, would I get to do ride-alongs with him? Would he be one of those guys? Of course he wasn't going to call me up and go, you fucking idiot, you lied to me. No, of course. He wasn't going to fucking do that. But maybe the calls would come in a little less. Calls would come in a little less. And he didn't. And I think you're going to find that, Sam. I really do think you're going to find that the that some people are going to shock the shit out of you. And you're going to – that's going to be so special that it will be overly whelming – override if there's a few negative situations and it sounds like you think your parents are going to be okay with it and that's why daniel i'm going to bring you in on this even though i said it before everybody that is thinks that you can pray away the gay should have to write a four-page essay on what if they're wrong you can go back to believing what you believe but you should have to write a four-page essay on what if i'm wrong me too. I'll write it, but I've lived it. I've lived the other side of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But right, what if I'm wrong? Okay, I'll write it too. If I'm wrong, there's going to be a lot of people that need help, and I'm saying they're okay. They're going to be teaching. Sick people are going to be teaching. Sick people are going to be watching our children. Hey, even though I know I'm wrong, I can fantasize and write it the other way. If I'm wrong, people that need help are going to be able to teach our children. People that need help, not people that should be able to get married. They're sick. They're going to be able to get married. Sick. So if I can do it, you do it the other way. Because you should know the ramifications. If you're wrong, you should be able to write it. And when you're done, go back to believing what you believe. It's not to change your thought. It's just a, maybe we call it a fiction. It's fiction. What if I'm wrong? This letter is what you're fucking doing. So just think about it. Think about it. If you're wrong, be able to write a a four-page letter of going, I would cause a lot of kids pain, I guess, if I was wrong. I would cause a lot of people harm if I was wrong. I would cause some people to take their lives if I was wrong. By the way, I don't know where this guy, where, where is he from, this guy? doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, college is going to be great, by the way. College. Oh, you're going, going to fucking you're love you're it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to find so many more open-minded right. people. You're going to find people like you. You're going to find people who like people like you. And... Oh, come on, Jake. All right. I, I hit that by accident. Um, you are. But, but again... You might have some people that, you know, maybe... Well, you know, I don't know where he's going to college, though. He might be going to a fucking Mormon university. <laughs> Things are not about to get more fun. All right. That was... That was what time is it? 7.30? 7.49. Whew. Jake, shut up already. I mean, uh, Daniel. Um, so, I wanted to read that letter because I hit, think it would hit a few specifics. Like, he's worried that people will still, you know, hey, what's up, and hug him and not be afraid. And believe me, I go back. It's so much of it is the same. I, I mean, our thing didn't never change. No. We never once hugged before. 
And we, and we haven't hugged since. No. <laughs> but you know, you know what he means. Um, so that's the way I feel. Okay? That's, 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 don't we have anything special to play after I went off on a rant like that? Don't we have anything? And that's my final word. And that's my final word, ladies and gentlemen. That is the way I feel. And that is the way that I, I, uh, come on, hit a button already. uh, Jesus, just anything. Terrible choice. No, it wasn't. Listen. I'm Todd Glass, and that's the way I feel. You're right. Every week, being combative again. Well, you you probably meant was something like this. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there listening to the Todd Glass show, I thought it was going to be like a jungle out. I'm so sick of it. Turn the reverb off. He doesn't deserve it. I <gasps> oh. right, listen. Somebody wrote me. This is the last thing. Hold on, and then we're going to take a break. What if you were like a, a person of a certain sexual preference and you were lost in a warehouse, like, like a large space? Remember with, I used to with, do that? Yeah, of course. Why do you think I'm bringing this up? You think I'm just... <laughs> oh, my God. Why would I do... Reverb. I would do I would do a, a very effeminate guy getting lost in a warehouse. Oh, my God, I'm lost in a warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they call it a warehouse? Anyway, um, Michael... Uh, how do you spell A-S-H-K-A-R? Ashkar? Sure. He asked if Joe would... Joe's moving into different homes, and he probably doesn't have time, but he goes, could, it's his 28th birthday. You know, Michael. Michael! Michael! Mikey Two Fingers! Mikey Two Fingers! Michael! Sure! Everybody loves him! Oh, yeah, he's him. got that sister oh. Lisa, Happy right? Happy birthday! This is your jingle. To you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear Michael. Happy birthday to Reminds me though, it's Eddie Pepitone's birthday <laughs> in like three months, uh, November fifth. If you want to just send it uh, yeah. on the mail, but his, his special's coming out next uh, next week. Oh my god, this is getting annoying. What's the name of the special? In ruins. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood Uh, with you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to be right back. What? Yes, we're excited to have Daniel here, Mr. Trolley. What? Yes, he's excited to, to be with you, too. 
I don't know how that reminds you of the Eddie Pepitone special, but <laughs> I mean, we'll be right back with the Todd, Todd Glass. Todd, the very first card is how would you murder somebody and get rid of the body? <laughs> Ooh, that's our that's our glass box full of cards. Look at us. We're like other shows. We just talk about stuff. <laughs> you good out there? We'll be right back. Can I have a hit? Tobacco. It's okay. My doctor told me, and I'm serious. He said try to have a little tobacco because you don't want none. By the way, I made that up. <laughs> Someone said, well, I smoke four cigarettes in three years. Would you say I'm a non-smoker? Can you? And by the way, remember what you said? It doesn't get closer and closer. I haven't smoked a cigarette in seven months. So I've had three. And the one time when I first <laughs> smoked my first cigarette after a year and a half of non-smoking, I woke up I, like I cheated on my wife. I went. <laughs> I said to the people at the club, did I smoke a cigarette last night? And they're like... You didn't smoke a cigarette. You fucked it. <laughs> are we recording? Oh, we are recording? All right, let's all right. No, that's fine. So what was happening? People, we heard that song, and then it faded into this conversation we're having? All right. I said something about that. doing a bit. Did you? Well, good. People should know. He's worried. Should he not only do the bit? And he also was worried before we even recorded it. Steve Fine Arts, being the dear soul that is, he goes... Are people going to know? Or is there gonna, I said, eh. I no, because we've done it so much. It's funny every time. <laughs> trust me. It's like he's worried that anyone will think, geez, I don't mind Steve plugging that special, but it's so pathetic. That's what he was worried about. I go, if they think that, I don't want them as listeners. And guess what? In all fairness to my listeners, they're all going, yeah, we get the joke. Yeah. Who's that egregious? Who's been with listening there? to the show that for word. three years? And, 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 and who's that? Uh, you know how obnoxious that would be if that existed in real life? You're talking about whatever. That reminds me of Eddie, Tone, Eddie Pepitone's special. No, it doesn't. So that character's great, and you'll be doing more of it in this part of the show. Now, listen, let's start. So that's what they heard. Now, Joe, Jake is not here, by the way. So Jingle We're Joe's coming for the reunion show? Yeah. Oh, what the hell was that? Um, so everything is going to be great. So what I'd like to do mm-hmm. is uh, play you in. Mm-hmm. We, made, we made a little a, a, a song for you, mm-hmm. you could say. It's all I live for. I love it. I love it, too. And I'm very excited that uh, lyricist Joe whoops something up, as they say. And then we're going to come back. We're going to just... You know what we're going to do after we hear this song? We're going to take it easy. We're going to come back. We talk. You and I have a that's talk. What, that's forever. what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot on the soundboard tonight. Because uh, Jake is... No, Jake, I miss you! Jake! Oh! Jake, please! Oh! to fake and I couldn't. This show's nothing without the jingles. I'm sorry. I was putting on a game face. Oh my oh. god, you guys. What happened? Isn't that oh. funny to think? Like, the whole time, we're fine. We'll be good. I'll have a few choice jingles on the board, then cut to... No! I don't know what's going on. Somebody go by the comedy store and grab them aggressively. I know. Everything's fine, but we're going to play you on. Okay. Honestly... Honestly. Can I just thank you honestly, for something, by the way, really quick? Sure. I, Notice I, that I let you. I know you've been very kind. Uh, you've mentioned me in a few things, but what was really cool is uh, you were on the Norm 
show, mm-hmm. Norm Macdonald show, and uh, you're talking about the book. Thank you mentioned me. Thank you, and it was cool to hear Norm say, "Oh yeah, I know Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know Daniel. He's a funny guy. I know Daniel. Hey, That's, you're right. It's nice little. It's a nice little. It's a nice little. Uh, hey, it's one of those things. Norm Macdonald said he right. knows me. I'm a That's funny our guy. trophies. I mean, we don't know, have trophies. The money helps. <laughs> I told him, I said, if you're going to compliment him, give him a $50 gift card. He goes, hey, you think that's better? Yeah. Eh. He'd rather eh. you not mention him, just give him money. Yeah. <laughs> eh. I'm Norm MacDonald. Eh. Do you think he has a really funny story about Norm? Well, let's hear it later. Uh, come on. <laughs> no, no, what was it? About like... Uh, Did know, he eat all his gum? No, no, but like... Because I told Norm... Because a few times I've met Norm, it, it took a while for him to like acknowledge that we've met. Mm-hmm. And Dan um, hung out with him one time at a comedy club all night. They had like this great time. They smoked pot and got drunk and talked about comedy. Five in the morning, and Norm's like, we got to hang out. And then two weeks later, he ran into him at the airport. He's like, Norm. He's like, oh, do I know you? <laughs> Can I tell you something, though? I know you're going to think I'm not laughing because then I'm going to go to – because you're going to go, I know, I know, but I'm going to go there anyway. Uh-huh. I know that I like – you know, you have great – sometimes you space. Sometimes it happens. It does not negate the special time you had because you know what happens a lot of times? Like you, you'll do something like that, and everybody's had it. And by the way, this is not me acting, oh, in, in, in show business. Bartenders have this happen that see a lot of people every night. And uh, it's just that type of a thing is that a lot of times, most of the time, people are cool about it. They're like, and then when you remember, you fucking remember big time. You just spaced. You didn't forget the the coolness of it. You know how you know? And I love when this happens, when they they help you graciously. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I've had it happen both ways. I've had it happen where I'm giving someone the info. They know that it was, oh, you just spaced on the moment. But once you remembered the moment, you know every detail, and I do like when that happens, when you're like, oh, I'm sorry. And then they're like, don't remember in Vancouver, it was after the show because I got a pizza. I'm like, holy fuck! And then you rattle off everything that happened that mm-hmm. night. You're like, that's right, and hey, how's your sister? Did she end up getting married? Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, you remember. I, you I just, know what you're saying. I, what I, the I, fuck? I think Norm didn't remember. I think, wow. no, like, Daniel, it, it, wait, we, listen, Norm's defense, like, Norm, I don't Dan's think. boring. I don't think. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan's Mr. Boring. You. I, I in Norm's defense, I don't think Norm is aware of the, the the place in comedy, the cool place in comedy he has. Like for for a comedian to hang out with Norm Macdonald, it's not like you get to hang out with a, just a famous comedian. You get to hang out with one of the coolest mm-hmm. comedians ever. So it's a memorable night. Norm Macdonald got to hang out with the fucking you know. Oh, shut up! He's not long winded. Now listen. Uh, it takes. Uh, I think, am I bullying you now? Oh my god, you're being aggressive. <laughs> I know. I don't want to be that. No, 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 no. There's nothing better than combative, the dog. Combative. I told you about the dog thing. When uh, when I think I have, and then we're gonna play you in. I went to. I went. <laughs> and to, then we're gonna start the show. I went to David Spades for Thanksgiving. Name dropper. Uh-huh. I, I heckle myself. Oh. oh. Thanksgiving. Oh, you guys really fizzled out. Anyway, I give you a D minus, and you're lucky for the minus. Because <laughs> I was going to give you a D. No, I was going to give you an F, an E. Okay. One time, my teacher, e- no bullshit, e- gave me a D plus, and I said, "Really, you couldn't give me a C minus?" That was my argument, <laughs> and I was right. She was a she was a witch. But listen, um, Norm Macdonald was. Her, oh yeah, so uh, I went to his house for Thanksgiving and. The joke that uh, let me try to explain this right. 
Dave's mom had dogs, and they would bark at her. And Dave would always act like, what if my mom was crazy and she tried to communicate through the dogs? So the dog would bark, and then Dave would do his mom going, oh, he's not going to ruin our Thanksgiving. Stop it. <laughs> and it never got – every time she would let the dogs or they wanted to go out, they would bark, oh, stop it. I don't know if he has a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Can I tell this story was- about – when we did uh, that benefit show. By the way, that was a great response I got from all you fucking idiots in the room. That's a funny story. And the <laughs> listeners, by the way, to George Carlin, the listeners are going to go, yeah, that was weird that nobody in that room. That was like a funny, that's a funny, th- that the concept of blaming the dog is very funny. And for people that don't you, get it. You, I know, they don't get it, they don't get it, but still. You've been doing the bit, though. <laughs> For like since the show started, and then you explain. no, he is a positive energy. Stop it. <laughs> Remember, we went to show. We went, we did a benefit for Dave's mom for for I think she's involved in in, in Arizona, mm-hmm. and we had breakfast at her place. And her for, boyfriend, husband, yeah, husband. And it was very scary because all I know is you were in the other room looking at guns. No, no. So, so then she, she has Am a lot I of guns. Um, no, listen. That, that, this is the funny part to me. She has a lot of guns and a lot of dogs. And then I like guns. And then we started. And I like dogs. And he likes dogs. So we were and happy. We started talking about uh, guns. And then I had her husband bring out all of his guns. And we were looking at his guns. And they put them all on, a, on the kitchen counter. And then I took a picture of Todd. He was holding a poodle in his uh, arms in front of all the guns. And then um, later, I, I, I texted it to him, and I go, hey, would you mind if I tweet this picture of you? And what I meant was, because of all the guns, and I don't know if you want to be associated with the violence, and then you write back, you go... I was being totally 100% too George Carlin serious, yes, right? Yes, you go, I don't know, that poodle makes me look a little feminine. <laughs> <laughs> I was really I, concerned how, with the guns. How could I fucking remember that? Not remember that. Because, Daniel, I wasn't joking. Oh, I, know I didn't you think for joking. a second about the guns. I was like, you mean like th- you're thinking of me because that poodle? Well, that was before you came out. No, I thought, oh, you're right. That was before you came out. And you were like, oh, no, that poodle I'm holding. Yeah, but how, what about the fact that you're standing in front of five guns? And then I was like, oh, that too. I don't want to be holding a poodle. Eddie Pepitone. Eddie Pepitone loves poodles. He loves them. I mean, he's got got Eddie Pepitone. He loves. He got a new dog. He loves poodles. Yeah, and what's that? Yeah, he's got a special coming up. Oh my god, this is good. It's about as annoying as it gets. Anyway, listen. So that has no. What does that have to do? I mean, you know, why am I legitimizing it? So anyway. Um, yeah, that was the joke all week. So anyway, and then the guns. And then, remember, she wanted to make this. <laughs> By the way, it is funny. Oh, she wanted to make his breakfast, she but goes, she had no ingredients. I make, no, no, no. That's not how it unfolded. She goes, she goes, she, uh, she wanted us to come for breakfast. And I remember thinking, yeah, we're not going to not go to Dave's mom's house for mm-hmm. breakfast. It's going to be she great. she's so adorable. She and, is so adorable. Yeah, and all the stories that, you know, that you hear about her, you're like, it's like meeting, it's like meeting someone you've heard about so much. I'm like, of course we're going to fucking have breakfast at her house. And she went, oh, I make this great. She went on and on about this egg thing she makes, and she was so proud of it with avocados and peppers. And we're like, oh, yeah, first of all, I would go there and eat the, you know, scrambled eggs and shitty toast. Mm -hmm. So we go, and I remember just thinking, like, it was just scrambled eggs. You know, that's all it was. I don't have any. But we ate it, and every, and then it was, we were, like, happy to be there. It was still toast and some sliced tomato and everything. We're like, it was, it was okay. Then she texts me. She goes, 
oh my god, I forgot to put all the ingredients in. Not in a senility way at all. She was so talkative in the morning and excited about breakfast and making it. She didn't put the avocado, so we're like, this is fucking scrambled eggs, you know? Mm -hmm. And we were right. Yeah, Guns and Scrambled Eggs. Guns and Scrambled Eggs, and that was the name of your book. That story might have sucked. This show drops tomorrow. People are going to hear it. So that whole story. I'm at the punchline in San Francisco. Let's play you in. Now, I'm being totally serious. Uh Everybody, hold on. Stop. I'm hurrying. I'm hurrying. Why are you hurrying? I don't know why. To George Carr, and I'm hurrying. And I don't know why. There's nowhere to go. Just I got stop. nowhere to be from now until you are on The Daily Show. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, everybody, put your drink down for a second. I want calm. Oh, those ice cubes. <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to... We're going to play you in. Okay. Okay. La-di-da-da-do. I want to prove I'm not in a hurry. Now, this is I'm being honest about. And you do not have to do this. But I do know that you, you play the drums. I do. Can you play for Daniel's song? If you have a hard time finding the beat, then we could always start it over again. But Greg plays the drums. So do you want to go over to the drums? Is this a new song now? Yeah, it's, a, it's a, your intro. Yeah, can you go over to the drums? And we'll play it through the house. So you'll get it. If you he plays oh. the drums good enough. I thought the Elvis thing was my intro. No. No, this is your intro. And we'll play it through the house. And I hope it sounds good. Okay. But uh, by the way, you know I love the intros. And I know you I'm love excited. the intros. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. I have no idea here what we this go. is. Go ahead. Oh. Um, ah! There's no one go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Jesus Christ! Because Nick is sitting where Jake sits. I'm like, go ahead, go. But I realized, no, no, you have to play it. You go ahead. That's fucking funny. That actually happened. Jake. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jake. What? Wait, what? What? Jake will be back. Don't be silly. But I'm not ruining the show. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Thank God for Daniel. All right, like he gets all the credit. Yeah, okay. It's just that he fills in the gaps. Oh, oh you know what? Oh, you can take a piece of shit that I lob out and somehow turn it in an interesting way. But that doesn't mean... Yes, I get it. Why couldn't you get at least different dog bites so it's like <laughs> different lengths? Because I didn't think about it. Oh. You're right. I'm really you don't think wait, I'm... wait, why am I trying to make this bit more believable? Like if the dog <laughs> no, you're right. bites are different. It could be like a ruff, ruff, ruff. Like the oh. dog's saying different tones. And then like the dog says. I get it. And then you do like the old hacky woof. And then you make it something really long. No, I get it. I get it. He's not being judgmental. That's called creative <laughs> input. <laughs> Can I tell you why I got the dog? But nothing works better than the trolley. And I just figured out. I got the dog because I love the bit of having someone bark and then you train. It's whatever you want it to yes. say. But I felt bad making it the trolley because the trolley's so pure. It's Mr. Rogers. So I figured I'll make it the dog. It's still funnier from the trolley. Anything judgmental. Because mm-hmm. it's such a kind, gentle mm-hmm. trolley of, you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's, let's bring you in. Let's hear Here it. we go. And um, I think this will be. I want to do it right. By the way, people at home, remember. We're going to go bells and whistles here. Okay? Here we go.
amazing. Live drums, he's taking it home. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Greg. <laughs> wow, that was great. I was I, hoping it would be Springsteen. I think it's funny to not let you know that someone actually plays drums here. Did I fool you? Because no. that's what he's here for. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember I was, before I was like, who's this guy? I've never heard of yeah. your friend. I tried. He, you know, casually people ask. I'm like, well, because there's a part of those guys like Gabe and there's also JJ and then there's Martin Diller mm -hmm. and then they all play together. There's like a group of like, I think like 20 of them and there's like three drummers in the group. So they arrange these different groups and he played at the improv one night. Played I was drums. like literally just thinking, come on, this guy doesn't want to play the fucking drums. He just came <laughs> to hang out. And then he got into it pretty him, good. I was like, oh, he's pretty good. He got, he's pretty good. He's pretty uh, good. Um, <laughs> Joe, thank you so much. You know, thank th you. This is just so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. You know what? I think it could have been a little better. But no. who am I? I'm kidding. I don't want to be negative. Um, you know it what? Was, I, it was great. Thank you. That's the second Springsteen Daniel <gasps> thing he made. You're right. I, I'm glad I caught myself, too. I was have being negative. Have you talked negative. to Nils lately? No, but listen to this. Uh, we made one for Steve, too. Sure we did. We're not no, going to forget did, you. Did you really? No. Yes. Listen, let's oh. play his. Can you mind if I play his? Of course not. Okay, here we go. It's yours. Listen, you'll hear it with your name. Well, when, you're, when you, hear your, you hear your name, you'll know. I've been waiting for this guest for a long time. I've been waiting for Just this. Just wondering when he'll right. be on. Huh. Good news, everybody. I swear I didn't hear my name. No, I I oh, my God. Are you Come serious? On. Yeah, it was right in there. No, did you all hear it? Yeah, yeah. Steve oh, No, because he, goes, he leads right up to it. He goes, Steve Fineart. Fine no, play it, play it again. Play it again. Play it again. Keep doing so. that. I really don't think so. No, oh, listen. Wow, listen. So you're being insecure because he says it. You can tell he ramps right up to you, and then he I lobs mean, your Steve, name out. I wrote you a song. Yeah, don't be an asshole. First of all, doesn't it sound like I'm describing you? Oh, I just want every guest. Listen to what it's, I'm saying well, you about said, you. You sang my name. I didn't hear him sing it. You guys were all singing it. No, uh, we won't I say anything. It. We won't say anything. Okay. okay. I can't control myself. The song is so good, though. I've been waiting for this guest for a long time. Just wondering when he'd be on. Yeah. Good news, everybody. Listen. Steve Fine Arts. Steve Fine Arts. Are you shitting 
didn't, I didn't hear my name. I didn't hear. Well, I hope you feel. Well, I think I there's a problem. Right. I hope you feel silly. I said it at the end, to be honest, as a joke. But hold on, do you hear it? Nice and loud. You absolutely hear it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, I'm swearing to God here, just so you know, because that's our safe word. Do you literally? Don't just throw Steve under the bus. Be yes, his friend. Of course, if I you, hear it. What are you, I'm offended for Joe. Oh my about? God! The, How can you? You know, the fucking guy's so talented. He takes the time of his day to write Steve Feinart's as fucking songs. No one. No one's, hold on, hold on, Steve. Off. Steve. No one in the history of the show has ever went. Oh, guess what? Here, Lynn. I want you to hear what it sounds like, at least if you're wrong. Okay. Oh, let me play something that Lynn did for you. Oh, do you like it? Did you not hear my name? No, no, I didn't like it. You didn't hear your name? Be him. You're being him. Say, I didn't hear myself. No, did you just hear this, Daniel? Listen. Daniel! Oh, no, I didn't didn't hear me. You don't don't hear your name? No, I don't hear my name. No, they don't hear your name? Daniel! No, I want to hear it. That's how you sound that like. Yes, Steve. That was oh, clear okay. Like. If you'd get, if you'd get yes. the insecurity. Oh wait, why that are was... we approaching this from an aggressive way? <laughs> it all comes from insecurity. Now. Now, let's let's. We love you. We want you to hear. It. Listen again, uh, because take. Yeah, you're time, being please. silly. All right. Let's hear. Oh, I keep waiting for Jake to do it. I'm not even joking. Yeah. <laughs> what is Jake doing, by the way? No, that, I love it. I there's nothing better. I didn't think that was going to happen. I've ne- hap- where you turn and you're like, go ahead, play it. I don't even know. Talk, By the way, I'm, when I'm talking, I realize while I'm usually talking, Jake is getting the song ready. But I talk and I don't get the song ready, which means when I'm done talking like I am right now, there's still the song's not ready. Wait, can I ask you something? Yes. What is it? We're going we're gonna, to. We're gonna... Let's talk. Okay, you're right. Let's can we talk. play it for him one more time? Okay. Let's... And, then, and then I think he'll hear it. I think he's I, I being just, a little insane. Just wondering when he'd be on. Good news, everybody. The waiting is through. Cause he's here tonight. Give a great big welcome to did you hear it? It's not. Now, did not, you just hear it? I kind of did that time. There I'm not, you I'm not go. Gonna lie. It was. It was pretty good, actually. All right. I listen. Kinda, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm embarrassed. I really am. It's okay. I'm sorry. Listen. Guys. Welcome. Hey. It's good to see you. I love it. This is. Yeah, this is a moment we don't get to that often on the show. Well, where I just sit mm-hmm. because we can do what the other shows do. Oh, we're just going to talk about stuff. Mm, that's not that hard. How you doing? <laughs> good. I'm so lonely. Um, Last time I saw you, we had we had a fun night at the improv, but we really didn't get to catch up. Well, we didn't. But you know what? It's been um, a while. It's it's been a while. Mm-hmm. No, that's your not. book. Your books come out since last time I saw you. Okay, I'm trying to read. Oh, you're. Oh. Oh. I'm an author. Ooh, book deal. Oh, I wrote a book. I do television. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the I was going to be on the Daily Show. Well, you're not letting it go to your head, which is, I think. <laughs> By the way, can I say to you guys, and I'm only doing it because so, I will put a little fire under your ass. I'm being honest. 
Without Jake doing yeah. those woos, yeah. you're fading out a little bit. But I think you have it in you. Not a lot of acting ability. In this well, room. no, no, no. <laughs> you have to jazz it. You have to commit. I think what happens is no, everyone's afraid to commit, so you all come in at about a seven. By the way, to prove you know exactly what I'm talking about, and I say this with full confidence, the next time they do it, they're going to fucking get it. And the listening audience is going to go... They did fucking improve it. They were like, whoa, and it almost drifts out seven times, and then it comes back because I'm, like, making the stretch it out sign. <laughs> you know, with Jake here, you guys, you Let's commit. Where is Jake? Where is Jake? Commit. Jake? Where's Jake? Jake? Where's Jake, by the way? Jake! <laughs> <laughs> That's what you gave him on the board. There's no end living. Ah. 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 Daniel thinks you can fill it in with regular comedy. Any Pepitone comedy special this week? <laughs> so I've been doing fine. Okay, so tell me about the book tour. Well, let me tell you something. Yeah. It's been exciting. I don't like doing it. You don't? No. I so don't what like happened? it. Like, well, what's typical book, book tour? Um, Most, if people are from the podcast, I don't mind it. By the way, they go like a typically. Is it at a bookstore? It's at a bookstore Uh, during the day. Yeah, a lot of times you usually book a gig uh, that night somewhere. Yeah, I always am in town for something else. Uh huh. And a lot of times, it's not a lot of people. Uh huh. Uh, What is that like? It's 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 still every time ended up being fun. I'm Mm -hmm. saying it's the nervousness of it. I do. I ended because you know how to work a twenty people crowd as well as a three hundred people. I ended up doing bits, and they got them. Even if they weren't podcast listeners, like one of the bits that I started, I just got over it. Was saying, look, every time someone walks into the bookstore, they don't know what I'm talking about. So the minute they walk in, just start booing me. Uh So I would just give them the cue, and they would go boo, and I would go, no, I didn't say all women. And can you imagine walking (laughs) into that? Like, and then they did it great. The second time, they even did it better. So and then uh, and then the last time I did a book thing, I was waiting back uh, in the back area of the bookstore. It was mm-hmm. a gigantic bookstore in Portland, mm-hmm. Powell's, and yes. um, they caught somebody on the. They, someone was coming in and shoplifting your book. No, well, no, <laughs> the people that want my book don't shoplift it. I have a very polite audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was my book, and um, <laughs> and uh, in the end. Uh-huh. And I <laughs> yeah. will always love you. No, I'll get it. And I, huh, Daniel, will always. No, I'll get it. No, I'll get it. <laughs> I, maybe I need drums. I think I need drums. Can you can you help me out on the you drums? Need drums to, to hit that note. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Watch this. And I will. And and and. <laughs> And uh, and uh, I feel, he's I feel fucking like me up on the drums. I he's know, fucking me up on the drums. Drums is a bad idea. Yeah, he fucked me up yeah, on it. Know. I can't keep rhythm. <laughs> Blame the drummer. That's great. I love anybody that delusional. No, Greg, if you can't play the drums, I mean, I don't know what you know. Maybe the first song was just an easy beat. I listen. Yeah. So how are you? I'm oh, great. So, 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 so the book, so the book to your own love. And then do you 
um, you don't obviously read out of the book. No, you know what I did? Well, I'm telling you, you stuff have the guy. audience knows already, but I'll take a second and tell you. Oh, okay. I was sitting next to Blake Wexler. Is this? Yeah, this is okay. Is right? I mean, I'm saying repeating a story, that, <laughs> uh, but I want to fill you in on it in yeah. real time. So uh, this is a truth. The only book I ever read was one book, and I was telling Blake Wexler about it. It's called Harry the Dirty Dog. It's the only book I ever read. Mm-hmm. It's like a children's book. Yeah. And uh, he goes, really? I said, yeah, that was the – turn around. Yeah. He's looking out the window at a girl. No. No, yes, you were. Look, look, look. it's Russian <laughs> tourists taking pictures of the Ferrari. No, and there's a girl. I'm not stupid. I see her. Wait a second. That's their grandmother. Well, I don't know what you're into. It's okay. It could be a girl. I wouldn't, I would not admit it if it was a girl. All right. Stop it. We say I'm it's immature. It's two girls. It's two girls. It's girls. Say it's girls. It's girls. It's girls. Okay. So listen, so, so, um, yeah. so we're talking about it. And by the way, to George Carr, and this is the truth, it's uh-huh. just so weird. Do, uh, I believe it's a, freak of, it's, an, it's a freak of nature. You know, nature mm-hmm. sometimes, the universe just unfolds things. Coincidentally, I don't even care if it's a coincidence. It's still, that's why when people go, that's not a coincidence. Like, you, like a coincidence, you can't be in awe of a coincidence. It's still magical. It's still a coincidence that things, and things unfolded like that. I don't necessarily think it's from a force from up above. But it's still a special that it just was a coincidence was amazing. And to me, this is what it was. That coincidentally, people might think, why are you fighting so hard? I'm not. I'm saying how special things are, even if they're not implemented from a force upstairs. It doesn't take away the, the, the specialness of it. We don't have to make pretend. It's, it's still more special. I, me too. Me too. Uh, and by the way, I don't doubt energies. I just think a lot of people overly, oh, and that was. Anyway. What happened? So. What happened? What are you? What Chi- are you? Chi- are you Chinese? That's what happened? How, I have to say that that I was with a person oh, that was. Now, half- now, oh, God forbid! You said Chinese. Now, they, now you got to explain that it's, you don't really mean to old Chinese people say well, that. Well, we One had. Time, a, I was dating a guy who was half Chinese. I should explain a, it. <laughs> I'm gonna override you. Um, that yeah. we had a joke about my uh, significant other. He was half French, half uh, Thai. He used to say. I found out that was a load of shit. Bruce, <laughs> oh, sure. His mom said Chinese. his father's half. She goes, his father is half. She talks French. Uh-huh. Is half Chinese. And he's like, mom. He's giving her the cutoff sign. I'm Thai. I'm Thai. <laughs> By the way, that is true. Yeah, that I is true. You. And then he would always say, like, if we were in a car and there was an accident, he did not read. He spoke. If you met him, he would. you would not think he has. There's no Chinese tone in his voice. Uh-huh. He, has no, he has no accent. Yeah. But he used to say, what happened? We're like, oh, that's the only Chinese that's still in him. <laughs> what happened? Officer, what happened? What happened? He well, would literally no, remember, say that. Remember, and then you used to do a joke where you go, the cop would go, oh, uh, a crazy person ran off a bridge, killed three kids. Oh, people are crazy. Yeah. No, it's no, actually it's a lot more than that A little that deeper around. than that. It's a little deeper than that. Oh, people are crazy. People are crazy. Yeah, he, he didn't do that part. But he is the one that wanted <laughs> no, to ask directions didn't. to a Watermelon Festival. That to George oh, Carlin is a true Chris? story. That was Chris. We were driving to a watermelon festival. I, I always thought that was Andrea. No, that joke is true. I used to say it was Andrea. It was Chris. He, and uh, it, by the way, you know why he wanted to? Because I genuinely mean this as a compliment to George Carlin. Because he really doesn't place judgment or have that pre. He doesn't think like that. He doesn't think like that. And he thought, why the fuck? I go, Chris, you can't ask black people directions to a watermelon festival. They might mm-hmm. think we're assholes. And that's mm-hmm. based on a true story. And he's uh, adorable that way. Listen, we got a lot to get to. You said he's half Chinese? Yeah, how's Sophie this, doing? No, I was going to ask you, does he pee pee and coke? Right, that's disrespectful. <laughs> no, hey, no, I want. I actually heard. No, that's, that's not true. nice. It that's is true, true I but I don't like to b- so to bring does. light to make light of it. Mm-hmm. So all right. the Chinese people do pee pee in your coke, and I'm not trying to be a dick. 
people. Okay. You have to understand, for my Chinese listeners, I was with somebody that was Chinese, and he told me that he told me why. And can I tell you? And I'm not joking around. Mm-hmm. They have a right to the reason they do it. And I'm not going to get into it it's on cultural, today's show. Okay? More than it. that, mm-hmm. it's what the Coke industry did to them. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, so stupid! What the coke industry did? They really pulled they, the number. You don't know. They pulled the number. They really did. Okay, so um, yeah, I love this song. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna put it on my, on my CD. I think you can hear it better now. We're playing it again. That's right. You can hear it better now. Shorten the old other one. I had a friend was a great stand-up comic. Lake Tahoe, by the way, is that was when the book first got sold. Yeah, that's right. And you it was me. that weekend we we put we put the presentation together for You're Simon right. Schuster. It was two week two years ago. That's almost crazy. To, to, to the day you were helping me help uh, Jonathan Grotstein. Grotstein. Would you say his name was Grotstein or Grotstein? Grotstein. It's Grotstein. Oh, it is. I was saying it wrong. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know why I had to play we, double. We we were. Writing the, uh, yeah. the presentation for it. The that, I loved it. The, t- did you, you wrote like the first three chapters? Who were you there with? You. No, I'm talking about just recently. Oh, Nick Griffin. That was that fun. I love Nick Griffin. Um, Nick, you <laughs> know Nick, right? Of course, I love Nick. Yeah, I can relate to him because he's a very sweet, I think, like a gentle soul mm, yeah. and very smart, very empathetic person. <laughs> but because his, of his act and just how standoffish he is in general, people perceive him to be. A depressed or a negative person, and I can relate to that. Maybe you should talk about that in his act. Um, I, he's so funny. Like, how oh, about that joke? He goes, "I got a divorce." You know what that means? That means I couldn't make it with someone who loved me. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Let's talk about Nick Griffin. This is a man. Wait, I have more questions. Amongst all men. Hang on, hang on. Amongst have, all men. I have more questions about you. So okay, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an open book. Let me tell you literally something. Literally, by Simon Schuster. That's my trick. Shit, where's... where's uh, um, where's, hey, so since the book came just, out... We're just talking. Right? The book's come out. You've done all these shows. You're promoting the book. You've done all these talk shows, right? You've done more. Sounds you're, like such a boring interview, to be honest. But it's okay. Go ahead. What do you want to know? What's going on in your personal life? <laughs> Are you seeing anybody? Are you seeing anybody? You know, you come in here with an agenda, and nobody wants to. You really, the listeners say, don't bother, Todd, with that. I feel like you're more honest when you're on the air or when you're on stage than we, we would just end up joking around and really. Uh, no, I'm not seeing anybody. But really? No. Ha- have you found it like you've, you're now have See, more look opportunities? How look how comfortable I am. You to have talk more, about like, our. our, our you know, guys coming up no, to you more openly no, and no, and, but I think uh, it'll change. What do you mean? Well, I've it's my uh, Daniel. Come on, let me uh, hold on. What are you doing? What's going on over there? 
What are you, Barbara Walters' son? <laughs> Grandson? Why can't, why can't I just be Barbara Walters? <laughs> because you're a guy and you're uh, 30, oh, whatever. Well, now there is a girl outside. What are you, a, a, a Jerry Lewis? There's a girl. <laughs> the ladies. The girls. You tell me this, girls. You, you tell me those are not Russian tourists. You tell me those white short leather sandal wearing guys are not. Okay. Hey, so, Todd, I, I would have thought that. No, he's not prying. Let him do what he wants. I would have thought that since the book. Come out and, mm-hmm. and you've been so okay. Uh, okay, I'll answer you honestly. Been, you've been such I know an what advocate you're saying. of the cause that you think more people will come up to me. You know what? You I don't want more, too many people to pussy. come up. You know, it could be a you know, could be a crazy person comes up. I got uh, <laughs> <seriously. laughs> All right, no, 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 uh, no way that it that it hasn't gotten easier to meet people. That's impossible. It couldn't have gotten harder. Maybe there's still people coming. Stayed the same. Maybe there's people that still come up and hang out the whole show that I don't know. By the way, people can really be a fan. I, people can be a fan of what you do, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. and still not be interested in you in that way. I can think of comedians, hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't want to fool around with Eddie Pepitone, but mm-hmm. it, I'm so obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if Eddie Pepitone uh, was gay and I showed up at a club and I wasn't a comedian? And I was like, I'm obsessed with him. and I have signs. I'd be the person that, you know, Eddie oh, would have yeah. every right to maybe go, maybe this guy likes me. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. at all. Yeah. So the same thing. I don't ever take for granted. Am I making sense? Because yeah. we can't edit this. People can really be into your comedy. You can't take for granted. That's how you become annoying mm-hmm. and have people that don't want to hang out with you. That's like the mm-hmm. guy that hits creepy. on women that's creepy. Mm-hmm. You want to be fucking creepy. So I take for granted because in most cases it's just people that had a great time at the show. I don't like all this that I'm saying right no, now. No, it makes perfect sense to me. So, yeah, I know. Well, okay. At least you, to you it, it does. It reminds me of Eddie, though. And, and how? 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 Life. Well, you didn't mention Eddie. In, uh, in this case, in it this case <laughs> somehow I could maybe buy into I this. picked the wrong time to up the, 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 the bit. Uh, <laughs> how does it at all? There's no on, way. No, of all times. Out of all times. Doing while I'm talking about Eddie. <laughs> Um, so, but, but guess um, what? It, guess what? It's okay, too. Mm-hmm. It's okay that it's, you know what? It, it's certainly better than it used to be, and yeah, and then maybe I will uh, uh, meet somebody that way. Like on the street? Like on the street? What do you think I do? What do you, walk around? <laughs> like I'm, being, I'm being totally <laughs> serious. What's wrong <laughs> like, with like, you like, on the street? Okay. What do you what think? Do you I'm mean, walking around? What do you picture when I say on the street? Like 2, two o'clock in the morning? You're under, you're you're under you. a bridge somewhere? I mean, like, where? When yeah. am I ever walking in the street? Okay, I'm in parking okay, okay. lots in my car. Well, right. I'm never you're, walking you're in the street. You're gonna feel terrible. You're gonna feel terrible. Oh, I know. When I'm in Philadelphia and I'm walking down the street. When you're anywhere, you're totally and right. You, and you're going to the gym and you're stopping at Starbucks. Yes. And you wait yeah. there and people you know, say, "Hey, you're funny." They go, "Hey, I they like your go, comedy." Hey, you're cute. No. Really? No. I would have thought, like, you know, guys would be like, well, hey, maybe you should go out with me. You think I'm so great? <laughs> <laughs> you're a handsome guy. Seriously, Daniel, it sounds like, if anything, we should be dating. No. Because you're, you, you, feel like you're all you, over you, my I shit. I feel like you're misreading. No, what I'm, I'm remember saying. our bit we did when I would go in a, yeah, in a we, crowd of restaurant? Talk. I would go, oh my God, Daniel, I feel like we're not even dating. <laughs> and do what you would do. You go, go, oh my God. We're not it's not dating. that you're homophobic, it would just be that you, you would. You you would be a weird you'd be a dynamic, very weird thing yeah. for you to think and do do how you play it so real. Daniel, I just feel like we're not dating anymore. Todd, we're not dating. No, I feel like that. 
Yeah, I feel. Oh my god! I feel like this wait, relationship wait, sh- has sh- no that, love. That, 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 what? Stop, 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 are you embarrassed that we're dating? No, we're not dating. Stop yelling! Oh what my are, god! This is the problem. You are who, not. Who, have you been telling people we're dating? <laughs> well, yeah, I thought we were, but it feels like a loveless relationship. Well, it is can a I loveless t- relationship. No, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's not. No, I, I do, Daniel, no, can I tell you what it feels like? We may as well fucking just be great friends. That's that's what I thought we were. Well, that's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am really, really surprised. Well, don't look. Don't open up the floodgates. Um, no, uh, <laughs> but but like, let how, him in. How about like emails? Do you get like? like I do get some emails sometimes. Overtly flirty emails. Not never anybody. Uh, no, no, di- no, 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 no dick pics. No, to George Carlin. No, and 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 that's fine. That's not the life I want. <laughs> Seriously, it's not the life I want. That's just, you know. Hey, by the way, if you do it, that's great. I just mean I don't want to be, no, oh, me and Jake to. go through the emails and go, oh, another, <laughs> you know. That's great. That's, uh, that's uh, my Jake, life that's now. Going in, that's going in spam, a.k.a. <laughs> Todd's personal he, folder. Everything on my computer is open. I know. Jake I know, knows all my I passwords. Know, I know. Jake could ruin me. I know. <laughs> no, he couldn't ruin. Well, he, he could. I don't know if he, he could. He could ruin send me. emails from your email yes. address. It's a lot of that trust. Say horrible things. Well, Chris, uh, Chris Burden used to answer emails with me before. Now I just do it all with voice activation. Chris Burden would answer emails with me, and he typed like a fucking court stenographer. Mm-hmm. He would How's just he look doing? at me, and here's here. He's such a good. He's so fucking good on that computer, and he would sit and look at me high, and I'd be like, bye 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 bye, and he'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, Chris. There's no way you're writing that. You're not even looking at the keys. Like, he would not be looking at the keys. Mm-hmm. He's looking up in the air. He would be laughing at something that he thought of that happened from the week before. Oh, yeah. And then I would look at it. It was exact. Yeah, these kids, they grow up on computers. Yeah. I give him a little credit. It's not just born into them. You take his whole great story and you go, yeah, it's in them. It's in the, their DNA. No. There's other idiots that can't write anything, including no, I me. I know. And I'm bragging. All right, listen. I like it. We're just talking. Yeah. So anyway, let's let's get off that topic. But I think I answered some honest questions, right? Yeah. If you if you if you're being honest, I don't want to like you know what I would I would be disappointed if we got off the air and then you said actually there's been some fucking crazy uh, awesome stuff that's happened. No. And I feel no. like I hope you you would uh, share it because you know what that's well stuff. said. That's well Everybody said. Everybody here is invested in, in in your progress. That's well said. No. So come on. But, but I also think that sure. I see it even, even, even though I don't have any great stories, that it's the fact that I'm even talking about it. And you know what, it's Kevin? Great. Here's yes. what Kevin told me. Kevin, mm-hmm. almost Dr. Kevin Sousa. Mm-hmm. He goes, now we're talking about it now. But I thought he answered. He has a great way sometimes of just getting right to the bottom of something mm-hmm. and brilliantly simple. He goes, he goes, now I trust you're being honest with me because of our friendship. And he knows. Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes, I get it. We're talking about it now as we are right here on the podcast. He goes, mm-hmm. but it doesn't bother you. Are you happy that you're not, you haven't met anybody? I go, I am happy. I go, I, I ponder whether, hey, I know it's two years. I keep an eye on the amount of time it's been that I've been single. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, know, you don't want to, 10 years to flip around. And, you know, you mm-hmm. go, be aware of the time, you know. Uh, but overall, no, I'm just happy and really enjoying it. I don't want to be single the rest of my life, but I am enjoying it now. He goes, do you complain about it a lot? I go, no, unless I'm just discussing it. He goes, then you're fine. He goes, yeah. if you were walking around going, I'm so lonely, I'm so t-, – and just complaining and complaining and complaining, I'd be like, well, what the fuck are you doing to meet anybody? Mm-hmm. But you're not. Uh, that's true. So he you're goes, not. just be where you are. That's true. You're not. Be where you yeah. are. Does that make sense? Of course. And then he asked for and, 50 bucks. Uh, I said, you well, motherfucker. Right up until the end. <laughs> almost Dr. About Kevin Seuss in my ass. He was almost <laughs> sweet. Yeah. All right. So that's that. But yeah, that makes sense. I have a very short window of who I'm interested in, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, Who I think's attractive. I don't want anybody, you know, mm-hmm. 70. An 82-year-old guy hit on me one night after a show. He goes, I'll rock your world, you motherfucker. No, he did not say that. Come on, he was nice. No, to do that. Oh, you're funny. You, well, you know, you, you, you do fun things. <laughs> Is this your uncle? Is this his band? Be honest. Can I tell you, you know, one thing? You know, you know, he got screwed out of the world. I don't know why he would bring that up. I told you. Can I tell you what happened to me one day? I'm, I'm think, I'm in Philadelphia. First of all, I want to say hi to Duncan from Arizona, who you know. Oh, Duncan, he listens to the show all the time. We never give him a shout out. He's the best. What's going on with him? He's fine. Okay. He's fine. Um, he is in a cool place. It's like you know an old motel. Like where they have the pool in the middle, mm-hmm. but they changed it to apartments. Oh, that's cool. So you have like the sliding door. It's like a cool retro-y sort of place. In case you're trying to get some pussy, I'm trying to help you. Mm-hmm. And then also my friend Sean Michaels, who lives in Philadelphia. God, we had a funny bit this weekend. Um, Would you ever? He, he sent this song to me. He goes, remember you used to play this song? And, I, and he emailed it to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> he's like holy fuck, oh, yeah, I forgot right. about that. When I first heard this song, I go, I'm never going to get tired of it. <laughs> and then you know what my thought was to George Carlin? That's why it's on my soundboard that I travel with now for the comedy clubs. Why am I not walking around the crowd with a cordless mics doing this as a sing-along? Going person to person. How much fun is it, you know? Come on, everybody, sing along! Then you give the mic to people. Take it away, sir. What would you do if you were all in the audience? I'll be the, I'll go to you. I'll go to you. I'll be the, like, I'm walking around the crowd. First of all, I'll get the cue from the sound person. I'll go, ladies and gentlemen, this is a little bit... A little audience participation. Everybody knows this sing-along. I pick one everybody knows. Maestro, please. Take it away, sir. There you go. Hey, everybody. I never insult people. You fucking got it. Do it again. Hit it. Take it away, sir. Right. Hey, I got a ding dong dang. Hey, hey, this is my act. Hey, I lost my virginity to that song. That's the truth. No, that's the truth. It was with a teacher. It was consensual. It was a girl. She goes, she goes, can I put on some music? We went back to her house. I was in high school, so I was 20. In all fairness, she was 19. By the way, that could be true. She goes, let me put on some music. This reminds me of your mom. The band was performing it live. (laughs) Can you play the drums to this song? I want to hear. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. Put it through the house.
Keep going. Bring it down. Bring it up. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show, everybody. You can fade out. That's good. You know when you feel like you lose control? I don't know. All right, let me let me stop. This show's turning horrible. <laughs> okay, listen. We can talk. How's your How's your Hey, you you took a trip. Thank you very much, uh, Greg. I feel bad like Greg's like I come all the way out here to do this shit. It's worth it for me. I mean, you're going to do some drum rolls later. The but I'm bump. That's fun. Um let me take a deep breath. Was that okay? Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Hmm? I'm not afraid. When was the last time I did this show? Um, the last time. You know, that's a good question. I don't... I'm trying to Probably think. Probably last year, right? Did I breathe out? <laughs> it probably was about a year ago. I'm glad you're back on because people are like... Why is it, what's that music? I feel like I'm watching a Ken Burns documentary. I score the show, okay? I'm sorry. If I, I have to be professional. I score every the show. The last time Daniel Kino did the podcast. The last time Daniel Kino did the podcast, it was Why? 2014. Why is it that? You wouldn't need the... You can turn the reverb off. Um, it was, it's, been a, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were in, uh, where were you at? I don't know. Where I went you, to Asia again. You went time. to Asia again? Was that fun? Yeah, it was fun. How long was the flight? Flight was, um, it's like 15 hours. Remember like you said, you know those people that they don't pull out their phone, all they do is stare into the headset ahead of them? <laughs> That's me, I realized. No, you I always w- do something. No, no you pass out. I won't listen to a podcast. I you pass hours out. At you time. sleep. I, I never. We take a, a flight to Arizona. You you fall asleep. I do. Yeah. But when I'll give I'm you up, that at least that like you're but, not like sitting there just. No, but when I'm up, I will stare. Now, thank God for uh, the TVs because I'll pull out the iPad, but I don't know. You know, this last time I uh, I forgot to bring Xanax, and I was at LAX. Name dropper. <laughs> and I was uh, and I was like scoping out the per- people at the gate, and I saw this check. And she was like tall. She looked like a model. This chick. What what type of show you think we have? This this girl. Yeah, please. Have a little dignity. And she was super attractive. She like she looked like a model. I thought she was like going for some modeling gig. And I go, she's, she's got that next for sure. So I like try to position myself next to her. Right at this point, I got nothing. I got fifteen hour flight ahead of me. I got nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So long story short, we start talking, and. Um, we end up sitting next to each other, and uh, we, we're drinking wine. And then at some point, I just I just go, I just I have to ask you something. Do you have any Xanax? She goes, Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Can okay, I tell you, you know something? What? I might want this story edited out. No, now. no, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no. It's fine. I don't. I don't. I'm well, kidding. Because now I'm, I'm afraid kidding. to say what I was going to say. Which is what. Well, I was going to place judgment. <laughs> well, remember when I remember when I when I uh, drugged you on the flight to Amsterdam? No, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. What I was going to say was, it sounds like. But Daniel, come on, you can be. You're an evolved person. And you have uh-huh. moments of a lapse of judgment. Uh-huh. I mean, it sounds yeah. like this is the worst person in the world for you two. You're both meant for each other, which means you're not shouldn't be near each other. 
I could tell she was on Xanax, and she probably could tell you. What were you sitting there shaking in the middle of the airport? Is that how you? Is that the love story you think? And then we oh, saw each other, I and I went, stay. "Do you do Xanax?" I didn't and say she goes, "I do Xanax." And we sat and we talked till nine in the morning. Of course you did. You're both on Xanax. See, I love that you don't. That's how much you don't do drugs. That's like a completely different. Uh, Xanax doesn't joke. keep you up. No, that knocks you out. Oh, it does. Oh, I was thinking of the other thing. What thing Adderall? That, Adderall. <laughs> no, I would want to take an Adderall on a fifteen-hour flight. I would. I'd be want to think idea. nice and clear and, and faster. <laughs> no. no, no, no. I do still talk to her, by the way. Oh well, talk about a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> No, I remember her at Daniel goes because I go, Daniel, if we go to Amsterdam, we have to sit next to each other because I'm going to go bored out of my mind because I wanted to fly with somebody. And then I got on the plane and look, so the story could get exaggerated. I think you, I did want to knock myself out. And what did you give me? It gave you a Xanax. So, so I was taking one, but maybe he upped the dosage a little. Yeah, I probably gave you more than because then all of a sudden I'm like. I woke up. I'm not kidding you. I woke up and we were landing. And Daniel's like, (laughs) took care of that problem. I'm like, Daniel, that was really good. I couldn't believe it passed a teeny bit like that. You know, this time I went to Asia, I got a one of those. Um, My nephew listens to the show, so I don't want to give him wrong ideas. What what oh, Daniel is is a sicko <laughs> on his way to a loony bin. So, Tyler, you don't need to be like him. It doesn't work for him. We laugh about it on the show, but it, <laughs> in, uh, in real life, it leads to a lot of problems. So, just well, you so know, you I know, did, and did. you know, I'm telling you the shit, Merrill. Because my sister-in-law listens to the show, too. I know it. I told them not to. Now they won't stop. And I try not to mention it, but I am right now. Mm-hmm. She goes, my other friend was going to listen to your show, but they said you say pussy too much. That's what my, my brother told me. I go, well, I say it ironically. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Jesus. I love you defending your comedy they're not, to your family. I know. Well, they're not, they're very, you know, they're not like you would, you would love them if you met them. They're, my brother's funny. My sister-in-law is fucking great. I but have when, met them. We have these moments of these conversations that seem like they should be in a sitcom. Like, I'm serious. Like, they're so, oh, my friend says, uh, you know, you say the word pussy a lot. And then it's me, half an hour, sitting in their house. No, like, let me give you an example. None of the examples make any sense. <laughs> they're not going to go, you are. You, it is hilarious. Uh, yeah. But it is funny the way we say it. We're never referencing a woman. We're, we're, we're saying it in this, in the, and I tried to explain it to him. I go, no, it's like, it's such a crass thing. And it all was based on this guy that was either straight and not getting pussy or he was gay and hiding it. Either way, it works. Either way, with both characters. And then he's like, ah, a lot of pussy. Just trying to cover up for it. It's, who says, who talks like that that really is, hey, there's a lot of pussy out there. Like, to me, that's funny. Pussy grosses me Oh, I'm not going to have to edit this. No, it's fine. It is? Yeah. I mean, Jesus, if you talk about this with your family. This is what, oh, I was, I wasn't. I think it's fine. No, I was, oh, yes, yeah, so I was trying to explain them how I used the word or how it started. Well, your nephew the listens to the show, so we should cut down and. No, he doesn't give a shit. Oh, okay. I told you the best thing that happens is when you go to actually being friends. It doesn't mean I'm not a grown-up, and if I need to, I'll be the authoritative one. But at this age, there is no authoritative, uh, there's no reason for me to be authoritative around them at all. They're, they're adults. But um, when they were younger, I'm saying, like when they were, 18 and Katie came out to visit me and I knew they were drinking and I was like I'll be the cool uncle I'll let you drink but I'm not going to be the dumb uncle that lets you drink and drive and looks the other way Mm -hmm. so we made a deal you know and they fucking stuck to it but it was really funny because they came home one night and I said I I will do I go I swear like we were having a good time while they were here but I said Katie I don't you, you don't spend all your money and then go oh we didn't have any money to 
So we took the car. Oh, because they had the car that was supposed to be in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then if, you know what, I'm a little high and I'm forgetting the story. You are? A I'm little still bit. in the middle of it. Whatever it was, uh-huh. they, oh, it had nothing to do with drinking and driving because they were taking no. cabs both ways. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I got the story mm-hmm. now. But they came home and because, oh, I don't, well, I don't know. Don't have well, it. Can you I tell you the part it. I remember at the end? Yes. I, listen, here's the part, but I don't uh-huh. know how we get to this part. Uh-huh. Whatever it was, they came home and they, uh, because they were going to run out of money. And mm-hmm. they told us that they promised us that we'd have enough money to take a cab home. So they kept their promise and they came home. But they go, we never went out because we realized we didn't have enough money except to go come home. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I didn't think you were going to run out of money that quick. Does that? Uh, does this mm-hmm. make uh, Okay, here's what I want to bring clarity. I, I was I, all I, over the place, but mm-hmm. I think I'm coming in and giving you a yeah. little clarity. I don't know what story. kind of, yeah. So that's are, what are the you, situation was. Are you upset was. that I'm not laughing? No, 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 no. I'm okay. upset that the listeners are like, I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, it's fine. They came home. It's still entertaining. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Nick, how you doing? Okay. Um, so whatever it was, I said, you know, just make sure you have enough money to get a cab home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have the car, so there was no drinking and driving. And then they just came home so early because they had ate. They all said, well, go out to eat. Mm-hmm. And they miscalculated their money so bad that after they ate at dinner at like 9 o'clock and they were ready to go out, they, you know, they're yeah. 18 years old. They weren't thinking, oh, shit, uh-huh. I didn't know it was going to be that much money. So they just came home. And I'm like, so you didn't do anything? They go, we ate and had to come home because that's all we had. So I felt bad, but it was fun to give them money. I go, no, you guys can go back out again. So I just gave them some money. Mm-hmm. And they went back out again. Mm-hmm. And I needed some freedom anyway at the house. Because you know me. I have an <laughs> extravagant yeah. lifestyle. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. It's, it's, a good, it's, a good, it's a good story. It's not. It is. It's, you know, it paints you in a, in a family kind of a way. You know, oh, it, well, it, now it, you're self-analyzing it. It's making me more paranoid. It contextualizes you as a, as a, as a family guy, as a, as a man of the people. Was, uh, Do you picture me in this music playing? No. You don't picture me? But you know what this music reminds me, me of? Go it out again, kids, and have some fun. I tried getting one of those um, hand job massages. Oh, they, really? With that music uh, playing? Yeah, that's exactly what they play. Wait, where do, where do you what, say what? You know, like one of those... <laughs> <laughs> you know one of those massages where they have endings? They don't play that. Oh, you're right. I guess they would in those <laughs> Thai places. They play. Hold on. That's even funnier now. Let me play it. So here you go. Would you like... Um, they you know, this is yeah. if that music was right, but it's not. Because here's what it... Well, maybe it is. It's very sensual. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, would you like us to uh, jerk you off? Let us play the, the right they, music. They don't say that. They go, oh, we're going to start jerking you off now. <laughs> they also don't say that. <laughs> they don't say that. Sit back, relax. No, they don't say sit, sit back. Sit back, relax. We're going to jerk you off. It's going to feel, feel good. I like feel that's, that's what somebody says when they're about to jerk you off involuntarily. <laughs> sit back, relax. I'm about to jerk you off. No, no, sir. I don't want to... You don't have to tell me to relax. Welcome to the massage. Sit back, relax. I'm going to jerk you off. Listen, I'm the owner of the place. Now, by the way, I the think girl, what's better the girl about this guy, sick. he's the girl not gay. Sick, he's I'm going I'm, I'm to step in. He's, he's a businessman. Here's how you're going to love this guy. I think for the bit, he is not gay. But he's also no, not he's fucking not, homophobic at all. No. He's a tough guy. Yeah. And he found just out a, that a lot a of the women that own this massage place and the guys give... Depending on the customers, they masturbate them. He goes, but there's a certain uh, decorum that goes along with that. This guy doesn't have it, so here's him. 
Lay back, and I'll do. I'll give. I'll jerk you off. I know what you like. I don't give a shit. Uh, listen, the, I don't give a fuck. I, I I'm gonna listen. You. When you get, let me do it. You let me at you for one minute. You're gonna be sorry you didn't fucking get me from the beginning, no, sir. Listen, quit. lay, I, I lay like, back. I'm gonna jerk you off. I'm telling you, you're gonna fucking go nuts. Come on, I'll, do, uh, I'll stick a finger in your ass. You want a finger in your ass? <laughs> No, ah! I really don't. Man. It's so funny. Wait, did she tell you that? <laughs> she said it was a secret. <laughs> he goes, meanwhile, they all talk. So yeah. he's like, listen, I'll stuck your finger know. up your ass. We all know what you like. That's, that's your nickname when you we come in here. We have a picture of you in the back <laughs> with a list. It reminds them who likes the finger in there. <laughs> Stop playing coy with me. That's the guy. The but you know owner. what? You know what happened to me? <laughs> oh my god! I went into that's funny uh, shit. I went into stop. I, let uh, me enjoy that. I can't just go to the next thing all the time. That's what no, the jingles are for. You, I was Don't you, you think the, there's uh, a reason that I do this? I need time to get ready for the next funny thing. Oh, that this would be a terrible song to get jerked off to. Well, let me see. Sir, would you like... Uh, I, don't, I make it asexual. Could be a guy, could be a girl offering a, um, a massage of the penis. Would you like a massage of the penis? Let me play the music. It sounds like, like an Italian clown. <laughs> <laughs> would you like a, a massage of the penis? So I go in... Um, do you want to hear the story? Or? I'm listening as I... Oh, I don't want to be that person. You're right. I was going to say, I'm listening and mention the few key words that you're saying, but I'm not embracing your story. Well, so I apologize. The, you know, the, the, the whole concept of it, to me, always just seemed very... The concept of what? Of, the, of those places, the massage places. Yeah. And I went, I, I went when I was in Asia, and it's like a whole treatment. Like, they, give you, they wash you first. And then they and then they like give you a full body massage and then they do the thing, and to me like like I, I felt more uncomfortable with the even washing because I'm like you don't want to be doing this like it's just so pompous you just sit there wash me it's 2014 right. and it, you're not saying you that know? in any disrespect to them because to understand what it's like to bring somebody. I'm, I'm just talking about the washing part because I know what you mean. Uh, it's not the I think that's. To, to know what it's like to put people in touch with the most peaceful they'll ever feel, everything from the washing and the warm water and everything, that's admirable. And when people know how to do it and run a business and the people that work there do it with love and warmth. So it's never – not from the judgment of them at all because I think it's – you mm-hmm. know. but I know what you mean. You do feel like – it took a long way for mm-hmm. me to get here. Like I'm not well, a king. By the way, I'm not a king. Like yeah. I'm laying there. Wash me. I don't have the ability. To. Yes, I already have like a very <laughs> nebbish nature. You know, like I feel like I'm gonna do. Like literally, I'm probably the only guy that ever went there that was like asking for like, what's your email? I mean, like let's fight. You know, I'm, I'm I live in America. Would you ever travel? I'm like this girl probably never left this village. Village? Where were you at a village? Or I was uh, talking about Pico and uh, <laughs> Pico and the place down uh, the street. I was talking about Studio City. <laughs> oh yeah, I was talking about. Hey, do you want? Let's let's take it. Take stop. Can I have a hit of that? Oh, my sister-in-law Dave's Barbershop. You got to go there. Can I tell you something? There, there. This is, has to do with sort of. Well, I hear a lot of noise. Like, um, I don't need a lot in life, but I realize when I'm at my sister-in-law's house, 
the Nalabotskis sort of comes to ring a bell. Now they have a they don't have the mansion that the Nalabotskis used to have that I was very jealous of, but their home is uh, they have a townhouse, and it's in Newtown Square, really cool area, and um, it's paid for, but it's at the point where now everything is redone. The hardwood floors are redone. They came in and put new molding in. So everything's very – it's like when you stay at the Four Seasons and every corner is white, clean, and brand-new floors. And everything's been updated and taken care of and well-maintained, all new windows. And when you're in their home, it feels, like, nice, very mm-hmm. relaxing to me because it feels clean and mm-hmm. nice. I, and I really sleep well there. Mm-hmm. I sleep well. It's fun to go out there. Big bed, you know. I like hanging out with them a lot, too. Why are you telling me this? Because I thought you wanted to fucking talk. That's oh. how nice our conversations go, because you no, right no, at the no, end. No, you're, I didn't. That oh, was why a wonderful are you telling story. Me? It wasn't a wonderful story. I'm sorry I even told you. I, I, oh, Jay. stories are good, I'm so sorry for thinking that I could do the show without you. I'm so disrespectful. This show is horrible. We're plummeting in the ratings. Oh, Jake. I'm so sorry, Jake. Everybody misses you so much. Come on, Steve. Stop crying. What's wrong? What's wrong? We're not talking about any Pepitone special comes out tomorrow. Oh, come on. In ruins. Todd, can I ask you? I have another question for you. Sure. So, uh, have you noticed a? Okay, is this about personal? Yeah. Was I? You know. Well, no, it's about you. It's about your life. Okay, listen. Let's make sure what, I'm doing a good job. What, did we which end part the, of this is not personal. Sh- what? Did we end the last conversation? Mm-hmm. I want to do a good job tonight. Yeah. What were we talking about? I don't know. You told some story about uh, Nalabatsky sleeping. Oh, at about Nalibotsky's. my parents' house at my my yeah. sister-in-law's house. It's comfortable. Yeah, I you enjoy like sleeping it there. there. Now the garage is a pigsty, and I hope this gets back to them. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, that's all they hear. No, I really do. <laughs> I hope it gets back to them and they clean up that garage. <laughs> clean your garage, for God's sakes. It's a sign of this. <laughs> it's a sign of sickness, a dirty garage. I, that's why I love coming over to your house. Ever since we first time I ever came over to your house, you and I clicked. Yeah. I love that. You love cleanliness. You don't, you don't like clutter anywhere. Mm-mm. Yeah, everything's there for a per- even if it's like an old thing and it looks decrepit or whatever. It's there for a reason. You know what? That but where I give my when my mom was as clean as I needed her to be mm-hmm. <laughs> until I went. I remember she was always clean. By the way, I I, I do reference this in the book. But like when it, when I when I, we moved in when I went from fourth to fifth to sixth grade. She laxed a little bit, and I remember it driving me crazy because I needed it in my head to be, like, clean. But uh, a certain way, everything had to have a place, and uh, it wasn't like that, and it drove me fucking nuts. And kids still go through with that, you know, when, you know, you need your surroundings in a, in a certain way. And um, uh, hold on, hold on. You need your surroundings in a certain way. So, but I will say, when even my mom was still very clean, but what I hope I get from her is, uh, I'm saying even though there was a phase it wasn't clean enough, but I'm still acknowledging my mom was fucking crazy clean. Uh, both my parents were very organized. Um, that uh, she, we were allowed in any room. 
There were no rules like that. Like, you know, when you would go over a house, it was immaculate. But we had friends that their homes were much messier than ours and visibly. But there were so many rules. You can't eat in there. You can't eat in there. You know, uh, you know, like there's you can't go in that sofa. You can't go in that room. We were allowed anywhere we fucking wanted and eat anytime we wanted. But we followed some strict rules. I'd take that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, but I'm saying I hope my house is like that because I think people along with seeing how orderly I am, I can tell by when somebody spills something and I get it. It wouldn't it seem like along with that order that would also become like type of person that if you spilled something, they'd really care. And I don't. That's true. You, you don't impose. No, it's just like your it, well, it, it being or it being organized. It's not that I don't oppose it. It's not there. Somebody spilling something on the floor is not chaotic. Mm-hmm. It's you just it's clean an it. isolated incident. It's an isolated it's, incident. Yeah. It's not like I would rather that than you know, um, y- you know, somebody uh, making a salad. Yes, right. I'd rather that. That's an accident, yeah. or you know. But if somebody drops something, I don't care. They're they're mm-hmm. cheap glasses. I can buy new ones. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they think because it's so orderly that you'll care if something breaks. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, it's your job if somebody's at your house and that like that happens. Don't have something that if a, a decent person, not a 20-year-old drinking 50 you know, shots mm-hmm. coming in, rip-roaring drunk. And don't have something if it's that big of a deal. Don't have wine glasses that you give a shit if they break. Because if you have people over and it drops, you have to go, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I go, no, fuck. They're di- Whatever. It's stupid. you got to let them know because people feel guilty if something breaks. And I've been somewhere once where that happened. And the person really didn't say it. I'm like, oh, that person feels bad because they broke that. And you seem a little pissed. I'm like, and they, it wasn't like we were at the, uh, you know, uh, the uh, emperor's ball. Sometimes you'll be like dating somebody and they'll go, let me come over. I'll make you dinner at your place. And you're like, um, I don't want the mess. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, Let's go not, out. That's why they have restaurants. Because you're not going to be as clean as I am. Or like, yeah, like, or sometimes like if I'm dating somebody and, and then like she's making dinner, I'll just, I'll like to clean as it's happening. Yeah. I don't want to be like full and then like let's do the dishes. No one does the dishes. When I was in a relationship with my wife, <laughs> Tina. What? <laughs> what is this? Uh, when I was in a relationship with Chris. Teen? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, Chris. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Michael Sam can say it. I can say it. Yeah, it certainly go. helps. Uh-huh. Um, someone said it a different way about Michael Sam. Uh, if you watched that and you didn't get like the chills, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. But when you hear why someone thinks you might have gotten the chills, that should give you the chills. And if that didn't, then you might have not. You're never a bad person. You mm-hmm. might have a disconnect. This is somebody I talked to about this. The reason is, understand, if it didn't give you the chills right away, that's all right. You might not understand the magnitude of it. That does not. But when someone tells you, which I'm about to do and have on the show mm-hmm. before, that made a lot. First of all, me and I'm an adult breathe easier. But certainly, you don't know what that did for kids. It made so many children breathe easier. You've, and if you never thought of it, that, that, but now you should be able to go, oh, that would, sure. That would make kids breathe mm-hmm. easier. This big, you know, there should be all types of people that come out. People that are amazingly, uh, uh, that, are, that are feminine and comfortable with themselves. That should be uh, something that's out to make kids that are like that feel like they're okay and that's who they are. But along with that, you need like, you know, for a lot of kids, they don't have that type of person because mm-hmm. those are the people that stay, stay hid the longest. And when that person comes out, kids breathe easier. So if you're, you hear that, that's why you're supposed to go, fuck, this is mine. And guys like Bill O'Reilly have no idea. They, so they, when they go, oh, yeah, 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 it's okay. All right, let's tell you it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, no, no, you don't get the magnitude of how many children. Like, what, do you give a fuck about children? 
Because it's not hocus pocus. A lot of them were like, they went to bed a little fucking lighter that night. It, it know, might not have changed their, right? Remember that George Carlin bit? He talks about these conservatives and he says, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but I think his bit is, they care about you until you're born. They care about the fetus. Yeah. They care about the sanctity of life. And then you're born and then you're fucked. Then you're on your own. Right. They're, they're, they don't care about kids. They don't care about prenatal care. They don't care about any of that shit. Um, and but, I mean, Bill O'Reilly's not in touch with the times, uh, and he's not. He, that's why he's in, you know, part of the dying generation, literally, and also, you know, sort of socially. Well, that's they're why becoming more and more irrelevant. We said that. Um, well, you said when I was in a relationship and we were talking about dishes. Well, what were you going to say? Oh well, we I had like a court order from a couples counselor that I wasn't allowed so many feet from uh, him when he was cooking because oh, I would really? like. I was like, oh, God, it sucked. And I knew, you know, the thing about going to couples counseling that I will say, uh, for me, I spent the majority of my life, and I, I'll tell you why I say this, because mm-hmm. I think when you defend something that you have, it's like when people that are defending the uh, legalization of marijuana, it's always a little, ca- to me, a bonus when they go, the uh, interviewer goes, do you smoke pot? No, I don't. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is bigger than me going, I want to smoke pot, so I'm going to uh, pass legislation so I can get high. No, it's this guy, no, I don't smoke pot. So to me, when you're not part of it, it gives more validity to it. So I spend the majority of my life overwhelmingly not in therapy. But the small amount that I have, I've seen it be very successful. So when you're in therapy and you have to go in there, unless you're a fucking loose cannon and you don't want things to be right, you start figuring it out. We're gonna, if, if I do something stupid during the week, I'm going to have to answer it in there. And you know when you're wrong. So either change it. Yeah, so that's what always keep me on my good behavior if I went... Okay, I'm a little upset right now, but I know Thursday we're going to be going in, and I'm either going to be proud of the way I handled something or embarrassed. You make the right choice. And then eventually you go, why don't I just do that all the time? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Why don't I just do that all the time? Why don't right. I behave? What would I do? What? Okay, I'm mad right now. And we would go, what would Lizette tell me I should have done? And it's probably take a time out. So mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, don't say do the first it. thing that comes to you. Don't say or don't get mad. Remember, it's a slamming of a door. It was never physical violence ever. It was, but it was slamming of doors. You know, I'd never been in a relationship before, so it was very different for me. And I didn't know, but it was never physical ever between us. But it was, you know, door slamming. And then I remembered what would happen. You know, yeah. Uh, so then I would go, and then we hadn't seen Lizette for a long time, and the joke became, "I'm telling Lizette," who, by the way, she drove in a Volvo station wagon, wouldn't tell us her sexuality. I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> she said she wouldn't tell us, but we figured it out. Chris was very immature. She goes, well, and by the way, she didn't say it in a flippant way. I guarantee there's a reason, but she, was, she didn't want to tell us. And then one day she referenced her kids, and Chris goes something about, ah, we know you have kids or something. I'm like, real mature. Anyway, that's a great story. I bear my soul. Um, that's, I, I think it's a funny visual What's of, a funny of you visual? not being allowed within 10 feet yeah. of, of Chris. There's yellow he's tape. Cooking. Yeah, when he's, he's, put, he's got you on a leash. Mm-hmm. It was a joke, literally, where he'd go, like, I wouldn't want to do something. Mm-hmm. And or he would be like, I'm like, I don't want to do that. And he would be like, oh, that's cool. I'll just stay home. I'll chop up onions. I'll make things. I'll chop it up. I'll chop, 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 chop. You know, I'll chop it up. I'll chop that up. Because he knew the chopping bothered. He was like, how could you, like, get into my head that well? Oh, I'll just chop. You know, I'll chop some stuff up. I'll just chop it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll be like, all right, we'll do that. We'll go to that place if it prevents. Now nah, I'll just stay home. Yeah, I'll chop up stuff. Chop it up. Get that blender going. <laughs> yeah, I'll chop it up. I'll. Pasta, get it cooking. When are you having another party at your house? You know what? I'm due for one. I yeah. really am. 
I want to have a big fucking dinner. And now with the projector outside, I want to project like old black and whites. Yeah. And I want to hire a trumpet player and a drummer. We can shoot some footage and it could be a show. I want to hire the trumpet player and the drummer and tell the trumpet player to learn like eight. Trumpet player. A trumpet player. We'll play the trumpet. We will play the trumpet for you. I'm going to be at the punchline next week. Name dropper. Remember, um, last time I played that club was with you. That's right. Kino. This is great. I thought you were going to love this. I swear to God, I was so proud of myself. I bet people listening are like, yeah, I'd like if I got that for me. At a certain point, it begins to feel sarcastic. <laughs> Can I tell you to George Carlin? I, lo- I thought it was so... Oh, then you're not going to like the next thing we were going to do for you. I mean, I'll do it, but... I guess, by the way, this does work itself into sort of a funny bit. You know what I mean? That we genuinely got here, so let me continue with it. Well, I guess come on over here, guys. Come behind me, and we'll do it. I guess, you know. I mean, we feel stupid because what you just said, so mm-hmm. it seems okay. over. Right. Come on. Come behind me. I mean, I have to do it because I have to do what's on the board, but, you know. I guess you feel that that was a little too much. So now you understand this is why I'm paranoid to do this. Daniel, 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 Kino. Daniel, 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 Kino. Daniel, 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 That was lovely. That was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, that's very nice. Okay, what do you think of my show? Is it fun? <laughs> no, seriously. I think we have moments. No, ser- <laughs> I'm trying to like be just so. Here's what I can't do. I, just I, I, do the I missed, show. Let me I, lean I, I in. Missed hanging out. Let me try. Just, Let me do this. Let me lean in. Uh-huh. Just to do it. Like you know how Craig Ferguson, even though that show didn't always keep me um, keep my attention. You know, it didn't mm-hmm. end up ever being my favorite show. Mm-hmm. I did my throw out the notes. Turn and gauge to your guest. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Let it happen. Mm-hmm. Why can't like, here's me? I'm just gonna well, I lean feel like in. We have been doing that. Oh I, oh, I know you have, but let me just lean in. Are here. you getting more of your tattoo done? No, sh- let me just get ready. I can't just do it. I have to like prepare. It's like a, like a workout. Okay, I'm just leaning in. Nothing else matters. Well, yeah, we're just hanging out. You know what I did on my birthday? I want everyone to visualize me. My hand is on my. I'm holding my head with my hand like Johnny in the old days when he would just be engaged in the guest. So here I go. Oh, well, I don't know. What'd you do? I'm just talking. I'm, I'm not. I'm trying to not okay, make a joke. I'm, I'm trying to tell Can you. Can I say? You know. You know when they say fake it till you make it. Yeah, but you can't tell Maybe people I'm you're doing faking that. it. 
Well, I want to be honest While with you're you. Faking I'm it. trying to act like I'm into it, but mm-hmm. fake it till you make it. I'm not doing it in a sarcastic way. So I got my hand leaning against my face. Just mm-hmm. want the listeners to know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, why am I? Th- what's going to be next? Forget about the board. Forget about everything else. Have a conversation, and let you let people prove it to your silly side. Have the type of show where you can also just lean in. Okay, I fake it till I make it. Oh, what were you saying, Daniel? Um, I started to have my tattoo removed. Are you actually being truthful? Uh huh. Why? Why? No, no. I don't, yeah. Why? Why is that? Do you know what what it is? Do you know the oh, story? Shut up! It? You're lying. No, I don't believe you have a tattoo that represents something mean. Mm-mm. Well, what's it represent? Something stupid. I did. You too, George Carlin. Yeah. What is it? Oh my God! It's a Judy Tenuta tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> um. See, I'm still funny. Every the gang still laughs at me. Seriously, no. no what's the tattoo? Seriously, it's a, it's a zodiac oh, sign. It's a Leo zodiac sign. Okay, what's wrong with that? I don't. I don't necessarily subscribe to that line of whatever that is. Uh, hobbyism. Well, I do. I don't um, believe in it. But then again, I'm a Sagittarius. I believe in it, that- <laughs> so I'm skeptical. Uh, oh, geez, I'm sorry. I, you know what? That was worth cutting off. <laughs> I did the right thing by cutting you off. I was that so joke. upset. I don't know what I expected from that gr- lob. It's like I think it's so original. <laughs> I heard that. I heard someone tell that joke. But but what happens is I got it because I was 18 and I was dating a girl and it was a fun thing to do. It was her idea. Where's it at, by the way? I've never I seen my it. shoulder. Oh, that's right. It's a horseshoe, right? Yes, it looks like a horseshoe. It does a little bit, right? Yeah, Leo sign. And then people now, like, people come up to you and go, oh, my guy, you're a Leo. Okay, I'm the thing. And I go, I don't fucking believe it. And they go, hey, guy, you're the one that has a tattoo. Why am I the asshole with a crazy fucking, zo- you know? You- so I have to get rid of it. You have to. I understand. So here's what I'd like to do. Do you want me to do it for you? I know no, how to no, do no, it. No, no, It's Dr. Tattoo <laughs> off. I, I already have a guy. By the way, Dr. Tattoo, if I wouldn't go to a doctor like that. But how lucky is he that his name ends up being Tattoo Off? No, seriously, Daniel. Specializes in removing tattoos. Do you understand? These are two morons having a conversation. (laughs) Do you understand? Do you know what it's like to grow up and think, oh my God, I want to learn how to do laser and take people's tattoos off? And, And then you go. And I guess my name is just a miracle. Just Dr. Tattoo, tattoo Off. off. It, 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 it was a godsend. That is crazy. Yeah. Dr. Tattoo Off. It, it, that is actually what it's called. It is. And I don't no, know. No, no, no. For real. That is what the clinic is called. I believe you. To but George Carlin. The doctor's name is not. Well, obviously he changed it. I think. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> hope everybody it's knows. It's Dr. Schwartz. It's Dr. Tattoo Off. Listen, they're all great. Can I want to tell you this story for a second? I want you to hear it from... Can you slide the mic over? And we don't normally do this on the show. But, Daniel, talk about engaging. Look at us. Do you know to George Carlin, and I don't want to overuse that term, although I will be honest with you, I love having it. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. Because it just right away... It's not always because someone thinks you're lying to George Carlin. It's, sometimes it's like a level of... It's saying, no, no, I'm really... you know, I'm, I'm, In one second, they know you're not shitting around. Or uh-huh. You're not even overly stating it. But, like, when I'm to George Carlin, going back mm-hmm. to it, when I'm sitting there saying, just talk, take your time, I still always need to tell myself that. So, fake it till you make it. <laughs> well, at this point, you're just going to have to fake it. No, no, look at me right I mean, now. You're look at me. going. Look at me. Does, do I sound like a person that's in a hurry? Uh, uh, excuse me, can I just think for a second? Do we need to have. We don't. 
When we're hanging out at our house, do we ever go 20 seconds where we're not talking? Be honest. Our house? And we're hanging out at my, my, oh, What shit. do you mean? The cat's house? out of the bag. <laughs> oh, no, Todd. Cat's out of the bag. What's going on here? Plugs, pull the plugs. That's how nervous. That's a nervous guy Jump thinking he fucked window. up. He pulls all the plugs and he and he. And he <laughs> I heard this urban legend about a uh, a comedian at an open mic. Yeah, I know. You, I've told this before. Who came out on stage accidentally? No, he said my boyfriend. And then I, the story is he just. Can I be the guy? Yeah, I, go ahead. But I feel bad. No, I don't want to make fun of him yeah. because it's, I also yeah. have a lot of empathy. But yeah. there's also something funny about it. Mm-hmm. And but I don't want to imitate it because I did once before. I said I did an impersonation of him. At a comedy club once, I, I told that story, and I go, I feel bad for the guy. I thought because I set it up nice, that, but I still, when I went to do it, I went, eh. But telling it this way, I don't, I don't mind telling it all. I don't feel bad. So it's a true story. Well, it's, I don't know if it's a true story, but if it is, you feel bad because the guy didn't think he could cover. He goes, my anyway, a lot of that telling this joke. He goes, and my boyfriend, instead of just covering, he. <laughs> He he just he got visibly up and he just said oh I'm done and he walked off stage out the door and I go oh, did he come back next week and the story I asked somebody they go he never he never came back he never came back I'm like oh <laughs> he got that nervous he walked over there I'm son of a bitch but he could have played it off you know like uh, you're in a comedy club you could go Whew. but I anyway never mind I don't want to have some here's what I like to play for you uh huh first of all we were talking everything was fine oh so. He told me his – sometimes Nick will tell me stories, and first thing I do is Google them, every story he tells me. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel bad I, you know, because now it's like, do you know that there's oil wells disguised as buildings in Los Angeles? No, hold on, hold Wait, on. Are you fucking shitting hold on, me? Hold on, hold on. I get people know the answer, but you know the answer. Here's what I thought. No, today – today I was driving some uh, – my friend, my, my writing partner, James Kirkland, mm-hmm. to the airport – and he goes, oh, you see that building we just passed on Pico? Yeah. He goes, that's an oil well. I yeah. Go, All right, but fucking, the, what are you, by high? The way, here's he goes, what's no, gr- I am high, but it's also an <laughs> yeah. oil well. Here's what's great about that story. And by the way, just so you know, to George Carlin, uh, while you were telling me that, I believed it. Mm-hmm. I did. I didn't think Google that one because I'd heard it, I think, before. And when you look at the building... No windows. With, with a little bit of knowledge, you sort of remember hearing something about that, and like in the news, or they, you know, they had to, they, they just signed an order. I know for those ones as you're driving down La Cienica, someone told me, well, that was about a year and a half ago. They won sort of a lawsuit. I don't know who would sue them, the neighbors or whoever, a class action lawsuit that they had to do some beautification. And to tell you the truth, when I heard that, I'm like, I drove by the next day and I thought, yeah, good. It, it could be mean putting up walls all over the place. You know what I mean? A fake wall, you know, fake, like stone walls and then ivy growing up. Of it. You could make, because that place looks like shit when you go from the airport to, like, mm-hmm. good, they should. But so with that knowledge, knowing about those, when he told me, and, but, but here's what really made it, because that seems like something you should go, it's an urban legend. There's not I know, fake right? buildings in Los Angeles, and that's one of those. That's why whenever I say Google it, no one should be an asshole when they're right, and they go, aha, because that's one of them that is right. But mm-hmm. most of the time, that's what makes that's it so, so crazy is it shouldn't be real. It shouldn't be real. They should be like, no, that's an urban legend. But sure enough, I look at the building. I'm like, okay, there's no fucking windows. Mm-hmm. So you instantly go, that's not an urban. I'm, that's how, the truth. How did I have not ever noticed How would that? I have never noticed it before? Mm-hmm. I drove by the – I used yes. to live right around the there's corner. There's a building that my dad used to have an office with when I was younger, and that was the look of the building, that it had no windows. That was It did, but they were hidden. So you would realize it. So oh, how come the 70s. that I would never looked at that building? Because you know why? They know how to do it, maybe. 
Because it's not like they – and there's another one, too, it's that weird you see. that, like, there's enough oil there that it's worth it for them that the land to open an office building on there wouldn't be – that wouldn't oh, be more lucrative. Well, that shows how much they make from oil. Yeah, I know. See, this is what we fucking do. Oh, it's a political show. I'm sorry, everybody. I know what I'm doing. If I had a political show, this is the music I'd play in the background. I'd have serious conversations. Right, I'm just looking for a reason to play music. Um, I like that. Chris Hardwick did say to play more jingles. He did. I heard you on the podcast, and he. he oh, I mean, I, I no, tell him so the audience me. doesn't think I'm lying. What happens when I don't play a lot of jingles? Chris Hardwick comes down on me. Or well, well, he, he usually goes through Katie first. But if it's like he's really pissed, he'll come down on me. He says, like, "This motherfucker." Why isn't he dropping in jingles? Last week they went 10 minutes. They were just talking about shit. Nobody fucking wants to hear it. Nobody. He goes, people want the jingles. That's why we send you checks. Kino. All right. Listen, here's what I'd like to do. What time is it? That's my new thing I do on the show a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look at my phone. I'm sorry. Well, we have, to, we have a situation on our hands. What is it? The Todd Glass situation. <laughs> it's available. <laughs> oh, Daniel, you ruined a you lost a great moment in life, and you were really here. You didn't even hear it, did you? I have to yes. be Todd Glass situation. But they, you didn't join everybody in the room. You're going to listen yeah. to this show later. Okay, here's what we're going to do. You're either going to. What are you looking at your can phone? We, can we take a? No, what's going on? I just want. I just. Can we take a break? Yeah, but we have to wrap. We have yeah, to go. Yeah, and home. then we'll wrap it up. Oh, you want to? Oh, you you need to. I understand. Someone you know is having a situation. Y- yeah. Sure. So let's take it. Do one other thing. We'll just take a deep breath, and then we'll we'll come right back, and we'll uh, we'll take it home. Yeah. Let's see if I can get a little more in. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, not yet, Daniel. Split the show up. I don't. I don't know. You're in a hurry. I no. need double show. I can't. Uh, what time is it again? <laughs> I can't. I, this candle's fucking me up. I can't see you. Okay, is that better? Yeah. Okay. Two things I wanted to talk about really quickly. Um, Nick was showing me some footage online. Like, I think it's a lot of technology has come to another to another level. Now I know there's stuff like. Uh, you know, you uh, when you um, the uh, Back to the Future ride at uh, Disneyland mm-hmm. at uh, at Universal. Yeah, that 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 was like 15 years ago, but mm-hmm. it's it's t- it's so much greater. And he was showing me something even at Disneyland where they take that big castle, but there's 90 probably projectors or 50 projectors shining on it, so they can make that thing take life. Like you're looking at this building because it has to shine on a building. Oh, but they also do it where they shoot mist up from the air and then they sh- they. 
Mm-hmm. They can show things in the mist. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing what you can show. Like, they make enough mist to have, like, two horse, you know, like this crazy field of, like, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Am I doing it justice? Sure. Could you picture that? Like, yes. Picture it like it's an acre of mist, and they, they psh, and it steams up, and then boom, the project, everything's timed out. And maybe I'm just very excited right now, but I've never seen, like, I've seen that type of thing, but not at that level. You know what I picture when you're saying there's a, Anchor uh, an um, acre of mist up yeah. in the air. As I picture a kid in Africa walking fifteen miles to a well to get water, <laughs> and we well. have we have horses projecting onto the mist. It's awesome. There's, there's thousands of people dying a day because they can't get drinking water to their village. No, but it's really good in the at night. Just horses. Hey, you know what? Let me tell you something. In they, the mist, they get money uh, from that mist because they, on, they, D- Disneyland idea. sends money. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, Disney. Know. What are you doing so a, great? What are you doing? So, philan- what are you doing so great? What are you doing to help? You know, Nothing. Was, you know, he was an anti-Semite. Who? Walt Disney. You know what? Hated Jews. Hated them. Well, I got to hear that. No matter how flat you make a pancake, there's two sides. <laughs> 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 you eat, so. really? Yeah. Yes, there is. Sometimes there is not only no. one side. He hated What's their Jews. side? Well, he sympathized with Hitler. Who did? Walt Disney. Is that true? Yes. Well, fuck Disneyland. Well, wait a second. Then why don't why don't we hear about that more? Was it, well, is that true? You don't. IBM facilitated the Holocaust. You never hear about that. If it wasn't well, for IBM, but I don't buy Hitler their... would have never known where the Jews came from. Where I don't where buy, the Jews were. I don't buy IBM because I don't even know what they sell. What does IBM sell? Do they still exist? Ninety percent of all computer oh, systems true? in the world. Well, I'm not buying them anymore. That that, that might be a uh, 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 gross exaggeration. But a lot. They're very okay. successful. Be careful company. giving out bad stats. Everything up to the ninety percent is true. Okay, just be careful. You know, IBM. They they made the these uh, census machines. They were the first. Oh, ones that's ever. right. And then Hitler bought a bunch, and then he did a bunch of census in Czechoslovakia and Austria. And- <laughs> I love that you love that. Why does that so feel so? The president weird? of IBM got a, a medal from Adolf Hitler for doing such an exemplary job. Is that true? No, is that true? Actually, yes. Uh, Roosevelt made him, made him give it back. Wait, wait, say that again. I didn't hear you. The, uh, the United States government made him give it back. Who? I didn't hear the first part before that even. President of IBM mm-hmm. delivered so many machines that counted people so well for Hitler, Hitler gave him a medal. Jesus. Saying you did such a good job. Thank you for helping me f- separate the Jews from the not Jews. And that's true. And this fucking guy's like, nah, That's not welcome. an urban legend. That's no, true. No, that's true. That happened. Well, I mean, you know what that does? It's okay. I, like I said, I can keep learning. It's not an urban legend. When you, when you hear something like that, what I think right away is, look, I don't have to know everything. I mm-hmm. get it. There's always going to be something that happened in the world that you're not aware of. You just try to – by the way, you do need to know, number one, for appreciation, and number two, to, be, to have the right amount of empathy that we have and understand what products do under- certain – yeah, what products, you know. All you need to understand – through that story well, is I how... was so close to getting to oh, my... Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, what I'm saying is... You, I'm giving... I'm not saying because I have to know every single thing. Some, 
But you owe it to yourself a little to be somewhat educated. On a scale from 1 to 10, at least be, you know, a 7. And when you don't know something like that, you're not even a 7. No, like that. I don't feel that's true. Really? Because that's no. a monstrous thing no, that you feel not. like you shouldn't. This whole thing is a fucking circle jerk. It's all companies. I was hoping you'd say that because I don't care. It's all companies <laughs> uh, trying to make money whichever way they can. And they didn't know. They didn't know. In his defense, the president of no, IBM... No, don't make a joke. The president of IBM didn't know that Hitler was going to kill all the fucking Jews. Oh, is that true? Of course he didn't. Well, then you should have told me that up front, then that's completely different. Well, he, I'm just saying that he... I'm he, not saying there's someone out there still going, well, it, there's a little truth no, to he it. he didn't know he was going to kill the Jews. He just said, I'd like to find all the Jews, please. Well, but now it's bad again. And no one said, well, By the way, why? I'm not denying no the Holocaust. Said, no said, hold on, hold on. I'm whoa, not denying... Whoa, 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 whoa. How did the Holocaust... Get into this conversation because isn't that what we're talking about? Yes. Okay. Um, We're not denying that. We're wondering the validity whether IBM, because someone knows the story that's listening, and and there's a crystal clear version of this, and we're just you know. uh, That happened just when I turned it back on. Be right there. (laughs) Seriously. Um, But so you know, this is the part like when you're talking about stuff like this, you want to know what you're talking about. No, I know what I'm talking about. Well, is it true that he just said, I'm trying to se- – I don't want to make no, light of this. he said, I, w- I want to do a census. Okay. It's okay. All, like, w- well, if that's true, let, let's let's Here's the it. true part. Okay, let me give you the facts. The fact is mm-hmm. IBM came up with this machine that through a series of punch cards, you could uh, separate people. They would fill out their ethnicity, I where get they that came part. from. And they sold a bunch of those machines throughout the world mm-hmm. in the late 20s, early 30s. And, and Hitler bought a bunch, mm-hmm. and he counted all these. He, he did census. Right. They did them in America. I hate you keep repeating that part. It's so sad, and I know we need to hear about it, but if you keep saying Well, we don't need to it. hear about it. Just let's get to the point where, well, this whole thing is sad. There's nothing. There's no joyous part of the story. It's just that I'm trying to – I think we owe it to – I do. You just owe it to the truth. So do you think it's legitimate? Are there people out there that go – IBM, it was, they knew what it was. Are there people no, going, no, they didn't. I don't think they right, did. Right, so then they did nothing wrong, if, 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 if your facts I are mean, right. What do you mean, if you know what you mean? What do you, how, what do you mean? You're not even making any sense. If they had no fucking idea, then how did they right. not? Yes, they well, did What do you mean? Wrong. How would you think? Uh, it gets into the gray area, because once the war started, um, and this is... So, well, that's how you tell it. In the and, beginning, and, and, and they, lot, hold they... Hold on, hold they, on. They still, they still sent technicians, and they still supported Stop. their infrastructure. Stop. So the way you say that in the future, mm-hmm. well, in the beginning they didn't know, and that's not where the judgment was placed because if that's but then the money was still oh, good. Hold on. Would you let me finish? Okay, I'm sorry. Because I'm comedically making fun of you, but I think genuinely I can't believe I'm having more clarity than you. No, then fine. here's the way this conversation should have gone, okay? Because mm-hmm. even in regular life, if you're not on a podcast and you're mm-hmm. trying to educate I b- someone I about this, I rarely bring this up in regular life. You people <laughs> get into weird, deep conversations uh-huh. at parties. Of course they do. Your daughter's um, adorable. IBM facilitated the Holocaust. All right, great. That's funny, and I see how you made it a joke, but it doesn't, re- reta- re- it doesn't reveal real life. Happy Bat Mitzvah. Right, I get it. Okay. I get it. It's, uh-huh. it's the same joke. Well, it's okay. If it's funny once, it's funny again, but the problem was the first time I wasn't so crazy about it. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, okay. so in the future... This whole, here's the way that... And everyone listening is going to go, Todd is right. You do, Think of the journey we just went on because eventually here's what I think you were trying to say. 
So I'm going to have to start all over again, may pretend I'm happen to be having mm-hmm. this weird conversation with someone. It's like we said it happens. Well, actually, the <laughs> I go right into mm-hmm. it. Um, in the beginning, they did not know that they were – it was just a machine that they had sold. They mm-hmm. did not know. And no judgment was placed up to that point. Nobody placed any judgment. Mm-hmm. Where the judgment came in, once they started to know, mm-hmm. they still helped. So, right. so if that's the case, well, then I go back to plan B. Well, then they are, should be mm-hmm. a, a company that you don't. Because that is – I don't care for a little while they didn't know. Once they knew, we're, that's where the judgment starts. Was the, If you said no, they never knew, to be honest. By the time – they knew what was going on. They had then not sold them anything. Then I would be like, then they did nothing wrong. But if you're saying nah, the word is they knew, then that's fucking atrocious. Yeah, it's the second. I'm one. throwing out my IBM thing that I have. Whatever. I don't have anything from IBM. No, you don't. I have an Apple. Yeah. And uh, Apple though, I feel like Apple's on the way. What are they too. doing wrong? Nothing. They're declawing cats. Fuck them too. I'll <laughs> sit in a hut with dirt and I mean, I'll they, and I'll they, have they my. Do, they do have a slave labor that's. As long as I have my podcast, what to, I would do trying to commit suicide in lieu of making their fucking pro- if product. If I was going to give up on living in society and I was just going to go into the woods, I would try to get like twenty podcasters, and just we'd sit in the mud hut and I'd do a fake podcast into a coconut. <laughs> and I would ask Jingle Joe to make me enough jingles for thirty years. <laughs> You'd have to take him with you. No, it'd be we'd have the right, you know. Oh my God! You know what I just realized? Oh, never mind. We would be like we would be if it was in the hut. It would be a different soundboard. It would be some stuff reminiscent of the show. We'd have to go back and pick like the right stuff, you know. So it'd be like that wouldn't couldn't be with us. But we'd have we'd have like a camping version soundboard. That would be the opening of our podcast. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Shit. All right, listen, we got it going for the close. But fun stuff. Thanks for bringing up Nazi Germany. <laughs> no, no, it's always a fun way to end the show. Here's Daniel. Hey, I got to take off soon. Uh, let me tell you about Nazi Germany, and then we'll call it a night. Now I got to dig out of this. I'm not leaving people. <laughs> I got to. I, I don't mind talking about it, by the way. I Sorry, swear to God. I've, no, that's. I, let I, me I, let me make you feel a little better. Should, the should, show is that. This whiskey. I want the show to be that where mm-hmm. you're talking serious and then it gets silly. Just go with. That's like when we're hanging out at the house. I know I've said this before. It's not like we ever say. Really, you thought you'd slip that in? <laughs> um, you're dragging the microphone across the table. What made you thought there was a chance in fucking hell? That you could, and the only thing redeeming you is that you're laughing, and that's when I always feel better. I always feel better if I make fun of someone and they laugh. I'm not even angry anymore. It's like you're laughing because I called you on it, and then I'm I don't I don't mind anymore. Let me take a deep breath. Hold it, everybody. We're going in for the close. So, does anybody? By the way, would you go get a sandwich if we go in for the close right now? Did you really want to pause it? Yeah. <clears throat> Not now. So we are <laughs> we are going to go in for the close. Um, I wanted to say that the other night we went to, uh, I wish it was open later, Factors on Pico. And it's so, you know, I, me, uh, Nick and I had talked about this and we were on the same page. Nick Lipa takes pictures for the Todd Glass Show. You're, are you doing the old radio guy? No, no, not you at all. You remember that? It did sound like that, but not at all. Yeah, we were talking about it, and I'll tell you the truth, I you took it ahead. for granted. Can you, can you do this story? No, 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 because no, it gets too tiring. You want to go in for the clothes, right. and so well, do I. I want to hear, hear this guy. Right, well, hold on. I'll do that. Uh, but uh, 
So, so many nights, like always, after the show, we'd go up to Cantor's, have a sandwich. I always enjoyed it. I would always get, they put the pickles in front of you, and uh, I would soon after, I'd always have the hot cup of coffee, I'd have the sandwich, and I'd get what I ordered. But the, the vibe of Cantor's is of a, of a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the epitome of a soup Nazi. Uh, we have a product to offer, and we do not need to be nice. Therefore, because we have such a great product, we can do business and still shit on our customers. 10 being the worst of that attitude, where is it? And Nick and I both agreed. I thought we were very fair to the place. Okay, so- I'm telling the story. Do you want me to stay in this character? Okay. So we, we up to that point, I was actually doing it like we agreed, and I'm glad he didn't say a 10 because it's not a 10. Sometimes you get someone there at the host that's really super nice, and I know that I'm a fair this is judge. Deli on yeah, this is, this is Cantor's. No, I'm about to compliment Factors, but now I'm talking uh, about Cantor's. Cantor's on Fairfax. Cantor's on Fairfax. Oh, uh, yeah. Sometimes you can get someone friendly, uh-huh. and I know I'm a fair judge. You know how I know? And I'm going to put modesty aside. I am a fucking good customer. Uh-huh. I don't do stupid jokes. I'm friendly. So we're, we're not like the assholes that uh-huh. don't know. You know how sometimes when assholes will go, oh, that waitress is, is mean. No, she just didn't laugh at your dumb joke. Uh-huh. She's very nice. So I know I'm going, and I'm – so he said a seven, and I said a seven to Cantor's because – you, you take it for granted. You go in, you get a good sandwich, you get everything you want. But a lot of times it is like the waiter, you're trying to prove, the, you, please like you me. you cool enough to be there? Yeah. That you're Jewish hey. enough? No, no, no. I don't. <laughs> what? I, hey, I can fucking eat here, lady. Okay? I can get extra pickled fucking tomatoes. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no? No. I'm talking about the, the, the waiter or the waitress there sometimes that are those. And by the way, they're not the norm in waiters and waitresses. Overwhelmingly, they're always... Most waiters or waitresses really get it. I'm making fun of this waiter because, because I, I think good service is a very admirable job. To, I, by the way, when I worked at even Dairy Queen when I was 16, even at that young age, and I'm not the only 16-year-old, I took pride in it. Do a good job. Like I liked waiting on customers right, and most of the time customers were awesome. That's what most waiters and waitresses do. This is the one that comes in. And they ha- they're too cool. Like, they're not going to really give you anything. They'll get your food, and they're not going to really give you any piece of them. Mm-hmm. They're too cool for you. And then you're working for their approval. And I've always, the example I was always given, then the wrong meal comes. And my nature is to want them to like me. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, everybody order on time. Don't, maybe, you never win them over. You never win them over. It's not like if you can be the good customer, they, they'll finally be friendly. This is coming out right. And... Um, it's that it's that uh, it's that mentality there, and it's about seventy percent of the time it's like that. You know, it's like it's or not seventy percent of the time. It's about a seven. Mm-hmm. That means it's not an eight, a nine, or a ten, but it's a seven. That means it happens a lot, and then you take it for granted. And then, sure, fuck enough, you go over to Factors mm-hmm. on Pico. Sounds like I'm doing an infomercial. I'm not. And me and me and Nick are both like, how fucking cool is it? Like they're friendly at the host stand. They come over. Is they sit you down. Factors? Yeah. And they're and it's warm, and the waiter or waitress comes over, and as long as you're nice, they're so fucking nice back. Like Nick changed his order, and he's like, "Oh, that's okay." He goes, "I would get that too." It's like, "Are you kidding me? I'm not scared that someone at our table, one person changed their order." 
You know, you don't want everyone doing it, but it, and then um, really cool came over. They brought this, and it was nice in there. People were friendly. People at tables were like mixed in with everything. People like you could tell are in the business and maybe artistic people with tattoos. And then a mom and a dad, and then a grand, old grand. It's everybody. It's such a loving, warm, great atmosphere to have the same food that you get. Some people would say better at factors, but you know what? Um, Cantor's is pretty fucking good. Yeah. I'll give them it. They put you out. Th- that's why I it sucks. Go there that's this. why it sucks to say, like, just because it's the great thing that you have to offer, why not do it and be nice to it? And I wonder if they're even aware of it. Because you know what we're saying about them right now? It's not open for debate. I know there's some people that could go, well, I never experienced that there. The odds are majority of people that hear these words coming out of my mouth that have eaten there are like, he's right. He's right. It's not the worst in the world. It's not like we're saying it's a 10. It's a 7 out of 10. But that sucks. Uh, and by the way, that has to do – hold on. Hold on. Give me some time here. So then you go over to factors, like I said, and it's uh, – but oh, no, what I was saying is I give uh, Cantor's that. Their food is great. I mean the sandwiches they put out, everything you get there is great. But here's what it's like, what a soup Nazi's like. And I like when sometimes people indirectly get a look at what they are because soup Nazis get it. You know, that's the coin for that's the coin phrase from Seinfeld, obviously, but that always existed. Mm -hmm. It's a business that can get away with being an asshole. Mm -hmm. The question is, why do you want to? I'm counting on that business model, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, by the way, that means you have to have a really good product. And but here's the here's how stupid you look. And I love when you can show someone how stupid they would look. This probably would never happen, but this is possible that this would happen. One of those soup Nazis, right? You know what I mean? They own a muffin shop, whatever it is, a hamburger place, and they're real assholes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, has, needs open-heart surgery. And they go to the doctor, and uh, it's the best doctor in the world they're recommended to. The best. He operated on the president. Mm-hmm. And when they meet him, he's a dick. Mm-hmm. He goes, what? I don't answer fucking questions. Mm-hmm. I'm the best. And then they go, Jesus Christ, just because you're the best heart doctor, can't you be nice to? Hello? That's you, asshole. So you're right. He, why can't he be the best heart doctor and be nice? And that's what soup Nazis are. And I have a show I want to call it Soup Nazi. Where I, you know what? Some people Jerry say. Jerry Seinfeld might have a problem. No, you know what? I'll figure it out. I'll have him produce it because it's a great idea. It's a documentary and it's also a reality show where I write a letter to those places. I'm being totally serious. Mm-hmm. And we say, listen, don't just want to get to it somewhere. No. We write a letter. I, I'm debating whether or not I should just agree with you. And let the show close or tell you how I really feel? No, the show's going to close anyway. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. And prolong this conversation. Well, let me finish then. And I'll just finish and then we'll go to – you won't react. You will because okay. I'll make you. So anyway, we, we, I'm not kidding you. I do believe if you had the budget to do the show. Mm-hmm. Don't, here's the question I'm not asking you. Will this show happen? That's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you – I'm not going to try to do what I usually do because it's too late. But I'll tell you what I usually do and you'll be able to answer accordingly. Act like this show's on the air. That means you don't figure out the logistics of it. I tell you about the show. And be honest. If I tell it to you and you go, oh, that wouldn't grab me, I'll trust you. But I'm trusting you that you're going to go into it going, if some, you know, sometimes someone explains a show to you and it's that unique, you're like, fuck. You can, even from their explanation, you want to watch it. I think this is uh-huh. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I making sense? Mm-hmm. You, okay, you um, write a letter to that place first. You approach them in a, new, in a journalistic way. You know, we, we want to know why you think because you have a good product that it's okay to treat people like that. You know, we, you, you met your match. You're crazy about doing that. And I'm crazy about not liking it. And, and, if they, and if they don't take the interview, you go, well, listen, we're going to open up a place across the street. We don't think it's cute. We don't think it's – we think you know mm-hmm. what you're doing. 
And if you, but we're going to go at it. We're going to open up a whatever. There's a hamburger place across the street. We're going to give all the money to charity. You write it in a letter. You make sure they get it. It's certified. Do you know there's going to be places that don't give a fuck? Those places, the mentality of that's going to go fuck yourself. What are they going to do when you open up across the street? They're going to be pissed off. And here's when I realized it was a good show. I realized I would be afraid to host it because some shit would go down. And then I went, that's why it's fucking good. Because mm-hmm. I'd be afraid. There'd be some shit that would go down. By the way, there'd also be people that would back off. You might, and, and I don't think, I thought about this last night, and I still think about it. Be honest with me. Do you see any intrigue in that? Be honest. Yes, but can we just go back and to discuss the merits of, of, of your initial discussion, which is, oh, these waitresses are not as nice as these, and, or these waiters, that the service here is not as nice, and that's a bad thing. And I don't agree with that. Wait, say that again? I don't necessarily agree that, you know, uh, that bad service is always a bad thing. You don't? Mm-mm. What? <laughs> I knew this was going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. you, th- you think when you go to that hamburger place... No, if, if the food... When I go to Cantor's... I love the fact that I don't have to make chat chat with the no, fucking waitress. Missed, can I tell you? I'm gonna I am gonna I I'm, I'm gonna steamroll you. I'm gonna steamroll you. I knew I'm gonna steamroll you. And Daniel, I want you to hold your ground. Okay, well, hold, hold on. Hold can on. I can I give you one more example of something that I think links to this, and then we can discuss it. You're on, gonna realize uh, I'm on the same page. On, I think on the major. Hold on, hold on. Let me just paint you a bigger picture, okay? Just one second. I listened. I sat here and I listened, even though Go I ahead. disagreed with you from the Go beginning. Ahead. Go ahead, because no, no. I I'm think over- in this country, we are there, there's we are at a point now where we are too like we 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 concentrate on things and, and we make more of them than they're worth, and and we and we like concentrate on those things and we build like these big arguments on those tiny things, and then we fuck people over on bigger things, right? Like for example, like th- this polite thing, like uh, people saying excuse me. Oh, I said, excuse me. You didn't hear me? I said, ex- uh, one time I was walking out of the elevator, right? You're killing me. Killing I me. I know. Just hang on. I'm, I'm talking. It's only been like 30 seconds Cause, of me Because you're so off from what I'm trying to okay. say. Okay, go ahead. What were you trying to say? Can I finish my elevator story? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm in the elevator. It lands at the lobby. I go to walk out. A husband and his dumb wife. Are right there, and then she just steamrolls me in, and she bumps me, and she goes, "Excuse me," and I don't say anything, and I walk past her, and I walk out, and then her husband goes, "She said, excuse me," okay, to me, mm-hmm. and I don't say anything, and I just left. But I really what I wanted to say was, yeah, I heard her. She should have said, "Excuse me." You're supposed to wait for me to walk out of the elevator. You bumped into me. You said, "Excuse me." Good for you. Do I have to now stop and go, oh, it's okay. Oh, no, I heard you. Let me acknowledge the fact that you fuck. Like, can I just, or do I sound like a giant asshole? You, you sound a little bit like, I'm, I'm being honest with yeah, you. Of course and you, you know what? Here's the deal. As long as you have the ability to, to catch yourself, because if I don't bring clarity to that you don't sound like the good one in this story, I'm as long as you have sure the ability to, asshole, I think yes. you also have the ability to rethink it. Go, oh, my God, you're right. Don't just get caught in your, mm-hmm. yeah, because sometimes it is nice. But even if you were wrong, that story. Either way, that story had nothing to do with my story. Really, some fucking pig steamrolls me in the elevator. Let me go back. Uh, aesthetic, excuse me. That's twice you inconvenienced me. Once when you bumped into me, and now I have to turn around no, 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 no. and have an interaction hold with on, you. Hold on, hold on. 
here's my point. I'm going to go out of this clean. It would have been better if you didn't say anything. Your story, your story. Hold on. Yeah. Come on. We're going in for the close here. Your it's story. Fun. Your story involves that no matter what, there's going to be people you meet and you're going to have bad encounters. You're, you're also saying you have good encounters, but you're saying sometimes you bump into people like they rude. They they walk into the elevator where you're trying to get out. I get it. That's always going to happen. That's not really the point of my story. Mm-hmm. That's just that there's always going to be some dickish <laughs> people out there in the world. Yeah. I was talking about service at a restaurant. And when you – I thought it was a given what I thought was good service. When you're like you don't have to have an interaction with your waiter or waitress, my version of great service – and I know I'm not crazy because it's the way it's given 90% of the time. Most waiters and waitresses are awesome. Now you think, what do I consider awesome? It doesn't make it into the awesome category if it's too much chit-chat. They let you know that there is a love between you. They come over. They, have, they g- greet you in a genuine way. And then guess what? It's like, what? hold on. Let me now. Mm-hmm. It's like a cab driver. When I go, those cab drivers were assholes. Not because I wanted to chit-chat. I want to get into a cab. And by the way, about 20% of cab drivers did this. And the reason that mm-hmm. they're out, they got taken over by Uber mm-hmm. is because only 20% did that. What do I consider an awesome cab driver most of the time? Let me know your super friendly way to get in the car. I'll let you know I'm super friendly, and let's go our own ways. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. My, so same thing with a waiter or waitress, and most of them do it great. No, Fair I'm the right one in this. You're not. I'm not the picky one. You and anybody that, that that's a, they come over, they never they don't let you. Make, you don't want it. You don't want it to be about them. Yeah, they don't, they never want to let you know. I'm happy to be here. You know, and, and I'll I take care of you. you. So they're just cold right from up front. I have a question and they, for you. And by the way, let me, no, let me go a little further. They mm-hmm. are bad. I have empathy for them. Mm-hmm. That's how bad they are, that I want to go to a place of love. Because you were in charge, and as a 16-year-old, I knew it. And I'm not the only 16-year-old that knew it. I love when I go to a place and there's a young kid that takes pride. You're a full-grown adult. And you will not give – for some reason – and by the way, this is when I should take the tone out of my voice because when you break it down for what it is, you can have empathy. But it still can also be a dickish move with empathy. Here, here's what I'm saying. They feel that makes their day go better. You might go, they never really thought about it. Yeah, somehow, instead of doing this admirable job and, – and when you go and you eat a, a sandwich and, like you said, I'm going to plug the fuck out of factors because – and it's being served it's by you. It's closed now, right? Wait, hold on. When it's being – when that delicious that. food is also being served to you in the presence of just someone that really gets their job. And, and when you know what I'm talking about when a waiter or waitress, you know when they leave after 10 minutes? Hold on. When, after That's 10 minutes, thing. I can't have Jewish on. food served to me with love. It's very confusing. Okay, I get it. That's great. Well, in a second, we'll go back. We'll celebrate it. Now that's what you did to my other joke. When you're, when you're especially when you're smoking, but when yeah. you go in and you can get that great sandwich, and great, again, I think it's fair. I think they both have unbelievable food, uh-huh. right? But when it's being served to you by a waiter or waitress that just some warmth. It does make a big difference. You are a big difference in that experience, and you choose to not let that special part of it happen. Hey, can I ask you a does question? That, did you hear what I just yes, said? Yes, I did. So do you think that's not – you think that's me being picky, or is that someone that's decided that it's legitimate? You feel the no love because it's really not there. It's not me, and you don't need that, you're saying. Right. You let don't me ask need you a that. question, Todd. You go to Cantor's, okay? What? That, doesn't, can look, I, look, look, that doesn't say a lot about you. That I might know, be something I'm, you want to work on because know, that's I'm some love. I'm working on a lot of stuff. Well, that's some love that you don't need. That Listen. means you, may, maybe you have a disconnect with that human All being. All right. Well, it's who wants Listen. To, who doesn't Listen. want to get their sandwich served? I have a who question for you. No. Who doesn't want to get their food served with just some love? You go to Cantor's, okay? You go to Cantor's. You don't need it. Listen. You eat cold sandwiches with cold people. Cantor's. You go to Cantor's. You're hungry. It's been a long day. You order your food, right? You have two options. You have a very friendly waiter, very friendly. 
She's the best. She makes you feel so fucking warm and friendly. That doesn't mean over chatting. Listen, it's the per- it's your perfect waiter. It's your dream waiter. It's your ten. Okay, it's it's your whatever it is in your head. That's what it is. Yeah. You f- and she gets it wrong, and the food takes twice as long, and you get it. Once you get the wrong meal, then you have to reorder. She's very nice about it. You feel bad for her. You don't make a big okay. deal. It's, it takes uh, half an hour. Or a, gr- a girl who never looks you in the eye, food's there seven minutes later. Daniel, can I tell you something? And I'm, t- I'm being too George Carlin. I'm being serious. Uh-huh. I have to make an executive decision. Go, I'm going on a limb. You're so fucking... Okay, I'm, I'm being totally serious. Like, because you are smiling at me. <laughs> I'm so serious that I want to take tone out of my voice because I don't mind when it's no, anger. I know that I'm insane. You, you're and not, I'm you're not following one thing I'm saying. Yeah. You just brought up ridiculous logic. You're defending the, it, it indirectly and more than I am. I'm saying that you're acting like, wouldn't you rather you get both? The majority of the time, right. someone that says comes over shows they have warmth, and ninety nine percent of the time. So you're acting like it's 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 it can be done. That's why when it isn't done, it sticks to you. You're this is a, this right. is a compliment to the service industry. I think overwhelmingly, when you go out, of course they want to make tips. They're usually pretty cool. They get their job, which means the pro- hello, how you doing? Not overly chatty. They don't sit in the booth. It just says. When a waiter knows what they're doing and they come over and they give warmth, they give it quick and you know it's there. And then, like I said, then I'll just order what I need and you'll get what I need. But we know it's between an energy of two people, right? 99% of the time or 95, whatever that happens. So when you go to factors and you don't get it, to me, it does suck. But by the way, I'm going full circle with this. The fact that it doesn't bother you as much. Here's when I should stop yelling. Maybe it doesn't say. Maybe the fact that you don't need that. Because to me, when we were at factors the other night. It makes such – but I'm talking about it because I never go to right. factors. So you take that for granted. That's part of that great sandwich I'm reading you get. a book right now that says how do you get the love you deserve. You know, what does that yeah. tell you? Oh, my God. Every time the waiter walked away last night, like, I would look like, oh, my God, we're not in trouble. Like, he'd be like, oh, sure. Oh, cool. If only a waitress could tell me I'm not funny and it's, and, and it's, and it's never going to work out, I would be back there every night. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way – for anybody that works at Factors, uh, at uh, Cantor's, I guarantee they're thinking he's right. I'm saying I, – I might have got my numbers mixed up, but I'm going to change my numbers. I'm saying it's 50-50, and those odds are not great. No, t- I know. It's 50-50 who you're going to get there. You could get yeah. the – I'm too cool to work here. I mean, I oh, the hostess. The hostess is never aggressively – it's always like – it's 50-50, too. Sometimes you, it's 50-50, which means when you get a host, it's like, hey, how you doing tonight or whatever. Or like, oh, yeah, we can get you seated. Just give me one second. I'm going to clear the table. It's always like they're lost. No one, There's no presence there. The other 50% of the time, it's great. You know what we they're should not do? good odds. We they're not we, good odds for your you restaurant. You know what we should do when we go to Cantor's later? We should record uh, the waitress taking our order. Well, you're right. Well, we have to do that. Now we have to do but that. But by the way, I'm not going to lie because guess what? If it ends up being somebody nice... But that's within my stats. It's fifty-fifty. No, you're right. I don't know. I, honestly, now I feel really, um, really, um, you know, silly. But I was just you were creating being, a weird scenario. Like yeah, you're right. I, if every I was time being comedic more if, than I was being real. If every time they were friendly, they got your order wrong. I get it. I love when they're friendly, but they get your order wrong every time. It's not true. They they're friendly yeah. and they get your order right. Both yeah. is so attainable. Yeah. But get, but guess I what? stand by the elevator story, though. Don't fucking. Yeah, that's uh, that's some random the story. Elevator when I'm walking out. By the way, can, okay, to My let wife, you know, she said, "Excuse me." I don't, All right, guy, I'm not fucking your wife. I don't know about your story, but I will tell you this: 
I'm just to let you know I'm with you on the elevator story, and that I'm not trying to paint myself as a saint. I don't. When I see when I'm standing in front of the elevator, and I do it a lot. I stand right in front of the elevator, uh-huh. and then the doors open. I forget there's people on it. I move out of the way really quick mm-hmm. because I don't want to be that person. They, I'm in the fucking way. Yeah. So I'm not. I don't think it's weird that you open up the door and there's people standing there. But you know when they try to squeeze in between you, I won't. I think I've told this story before. <laughs> I, I I will not push. I will not move an inch to my right or to my left. That's when you're I'm looking out. Control. I will walk out. And if I'm, you're in my way, I will push you. I will push you. Like, if half of your arm is near my arm, I will push past you. You know, I'm not going to push right into someone. But if I have to – and one, girl, one woman said to me once, she goes, bully. And I was like, bully? No one's ever called me a bully before. You fucking cow. No, stop. <laughs> no, she is. Ruin my grades. I know you weren't talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go eat. I'm starving. Shh, we'll, shh. We'll, we'll, no, no. Come on now. We're going to go in for we have to say goodnight. No, let Daniel, I know how to close the show. I know what I'm do doing. You? I'm professional. Do you? We didn't read tweets. I know there's a, there's a responsibility when you go in for a show. You don't just you have to go in for it. You know you have when you go in for a close. Yeah, you you, you know what you're doing. It's it's. Picture you're listening to the show right now. What do you think? I love there, this new music. Do you think, oh, they're going in for their clothes. It's like, this is the music. This is the clothes music. I had a great time tonight. Yeah, me too. We talked about canters. Nick, we never heard about your grandmother who makes people wash her shoes. We're going to hear about that next week. <laughs> that's, that's how you leave them wanting. Well, Daniel, this is our part one of the one-year anniversary. Now, next week isn't part two. It's the week after. But, you know, you're back. People know, oh, they, they still talk. Yeah. Yeah, we still talk. How's your mother? Hey, come on. <laughs> Aristotle? Yes. How you doing? Doing good. I can't hear you. I know. There's something about this mic. I don't know what it is. Well, but I, I, I just you know say, what? I've been working out a lot and fucking in, enjoying my muscles. I mean, they're not great, <laughs> but I mean... No, just... I've been... I've been what? I've been doing the perfect push-up just to get, like, at least a little exercise. And now I've noticed a significant increase in, like, the muscles in my arms. And I'm like, like fuck, I just want to, like, work out everything now. Because it's... <laughs> I love right. it. By the way, you're right, because you know what? Muscles are the key. Muscle tone. Doesn't mean you... Muscle tone is the key to happiness. Someone said that the other day. No, and it made sense. That's why older people fall, because their muscles get weak and they're like, so much of that's preventable. So much of it, muscle tone. Hey, by the way, some people start feeling it at 30. Some people start feeling it at 40. But there is something about that that you can, I, I swear to God, that would. I wish I could obsess on that. I want to be the person. When I see people stretch that are like 50 years old, I'm like, fuck, man, you fucking won. That, you made a promise to yourself to keep your body happiness. limber like that and keep muscle tone. You know what? Some uh, Somebody said... Something in the in the uh, dry sauna about an eighty year old, and there's a guy in there. He goes, and he looked like he had his shit together. He walked in, he wasn't fuck, and he goes, "Hey, be careful, you're treading in thin ice." Meaning, I'm eighty. Like we all even still talk about an eighty year old. He goes, no, "I'm seventy eight." We're like, "Fuck!" Walk straight up because that guy said, "No fucking way." I'm not going to start bending over. I'm going to fucking stretch. I'm going to be that guy at the gym that's seventy five. That's right. Fucking, I'm not. I'm gonna keep my muscle tone in my legs. Otherwise, you start flabbing all over and falling over the place. You ever see some old guy? It looks like I oh, just locked in one day. For a while, he fought it, and then one day, he locked in. And that stretch. Was 
Stretch, motherfuckers. Well, so what I'd like to do to end the show. Well, all I can think about now is that I've told a story about uh, hitting on a chick for Xanax, uh, getting jerked off uh, by a masseuse in Indonesia, and then uh, plowing past an old lady in an elevator. Well, so ladies, I'm on Tinder. I'll be at Cantor's later. Not getting along with a waitress. Daniel, Daniel Kino, Daniel Dan. All right, listen. Here's how we're going to say goodnight. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that listen to the show. They work out at the gym. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to go out on the... We're going to fade out to letting them, giving them some encouragement. Because right now there's people on treadmills. Right now there's people on... Who in their right mind would listen to a comedy show on a treadmill? I did. Now I'm on the treadmill now listening to Todd. Now when he does this, it makes me laugh. And my knees get all weaky. And I can't listen. <laughs> By the way, isn't that worth it for one person that's on the treadmill now? Look, I'm listening to Todd. My knees are going silly willy. I'm going to, you know what? When I was on and I listened to Todd and I, I heard him doing this voice and my legs went kablerky. And now I had to literally stop because I'm doing what he's saying. I, I was on the elliptical. Oh, boy, let me do the elliptical. Who is listening Jerry to Lewis? This is Jerry Lewis. Ask, yes. Because how fu- By the way, the odds are whatever I say, that's what's funny. There is someone doing it. Right now, there's someone right now. They're walking, the, uh, walking down the street listening. I'm walking down the street, and I'm listening. Well, that, that's not that crazy. Well, I, I couldn't there's think There's someone anything. blowing a clown right now listening to the show. <laughs> hey, I'm sucking on a clown dick. <laughs> that would be weird. Uh, I'm blowing this clown I'm at. Uh, this is a glass show. Someone's probably freaking out right now. <laughs> All right, I'm blowing guys behind the 7 Eleven, and I listen uh, to the Todd Glass show. Blah. Shut up! How would he know? Uh, All right, listen, everybody, work out to this. Here we go. Come on, you can do it. We're going to leave you now, but we're just, this is the music. Whatever you're doing, fucking lift more, run more. Come on. I am in San Francisco at the Punchline, uh, August 14th through 16th. You got to work out now. Running on the treadmill. I've got nothing to plug. <laughs> You're a real class act. <laughs> Nick Lipa, follow him on Twitter, everybody. Nick Lipa. What is it, Nick? Loud. What is it? At Nick underscore Lipa. Great pictures of the show, always. What a, what a, what a fun night, huh? This is our one-year anniversary. We go out big school. How about a hand for the live band in here? Not really, but we'll play it up. Live band, everybody. Let's hear it for us. Come on, these guys are playing hard. One year, three years, I meant. Three years, everybody. Part one of the three-year anniversary show. How about a hand for the corn chuckers, everybody? How do you think the show went? 
It was horrible without Jake. Wait, did you press the button? No, the mics are off. I feel horrible the whole show. You would have had the bailouts for Daniel's story. <laughs> Are you hungry still? You swear? So on the air, you're going to go get a sandwich. Let's go to a canter. And record it? Yeah. I just want to say really quick, earlier you were trying to make the smoke machine work, right? Yeah. And it wasn't working? No. It just let out smoke now. It did? Yeah. It Twice. Daniel, that's what was supposed to happen over there. Look. Yeah, the whole show, it wasn't working. No, I wanted it to really smoke up the whole area. All right, well, guess what, everybody? We'll leave you on this, because I, I like to end big. But we're going to go, but you're going to... We'll leave you on this. The real version.
Now leaving Nerdist.com.